Bright Suns, you're now listening to the Star Wars Friends Podcast on the No One Is Listening Podcast Network. Punch it, Chewie! What have we here? Hello there. Morning, Senator. Greetings, my We are the ones who guard the power. We are the middle. The beginning. <laughs> So who talks first? You talk first. I talk first. You're a feisty little one, but you'll soon learn some respect. So, this is where the fun begins. <laughs> what are you talking about? This is madness. You can't! What did Lisa say? Join the conversation with the Star Wars friends on social media at SW Friends Show. That's at SW Friends Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Email the Star Wars friends at show at starwarsfriends.com if you have a comment or question you want us to read live on the show. Now, here are your hosts, the Star Wars friends! Hey, what's happening, boys and girls of the internet world? My name is Christopher Marinan, and you are listening to the Star Wars Friends Podcast and the No One Is Listening Podcast Network. And joining me on this lovely Siege of Mandalore episode are my Star Wars friends. This is Josh, and please only text me early in the morning if it's about Star Wars collectibles. (laughs) Otherwise, I'm going to be real pissed. (laughs) Yes. Uh uh, this is Justin, and my heart is so full of Star Wars right now. I just want to give our listeners mall of my love. Oh, mall, mall look of it. at that! Oh, are you? Are you? Mall of my love. That's a great game show. <laughs> yeah, as I say, it sounds like Christmas. Uh, last night. <laughs> oh God, so much corn. Uh, this is Kyle, and much like Ahsoka, I'm not trying to be fair either. Ooh, okay. Ooh. This is good. Good. We're intro. here for the facts, <laughs> this people. Is good. Okay, off to a great start. I just want to uh, say that this is a marathon, not a sprint, but we have spent hours of our lives dissecting the Spice Girls arc. I am very nervous about dissecting the Siege of Mandalore arc because of all of the content that it gave us. So we got to roll through this intro pretty quick because I imagine I have very little to we say. have a lot to say about this. Yeah. So uh, I will. I just want to give our, you know, once again, I want to extend our sympathies to anyone that's affected by coronavirus that's listening to our show. Show. We're hoping that we can give you some positive Star Wars content to uh, either kick off your week, end your week. If you don't know what day it is, that's okay. We have, this is episode 32. We have 31 other episodes that I would love for you to go back and listen to to help pass the time. You can find those episodes if you haven't been there already at StarWarsFriends.com. We definitely would love to hear back from you. So I just want to put this out there too, that if you leave us a review on Podchaser, which is an app for Android Google users. You can leave a review and they are donating money to Meals on Wheels. And if you leave us a review, we will hit you back. And then that gets more money for Meals on Wheels. So that's super cool. So that is that has been extended. So please leave us a review on Podchaser. Maybe even if you don't listen to us on Podchaser, let's get that money going. Yeah. Yeah. iPhone users, you can do it in your web browser too. So even if you listen to it on the the Apple podcast app or Spotify or or SoundCloud or wherever else you can still log in and do a review there 
25 cents every single time to Meals on Wheels. It's awesome. And we yep. did receive some really good feedback uh, recently. So we would Trying love to it. keep it PG for whoever said that. Sorry. It's a family show. Yeah, we try our Chris. best. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. No, it's, uh, I'll try better. I'll try better. Um, so, yeah, I just want to extend our, our sympathies to anyone affected by coronavirus. And we are still plugging along, doing what we can do for the Star Wars community. And hopefully that this, this content that we're delivering to you is doing it justice. Now, guys, let's get into some news right away, okay? Oh, I don't even know if I want to... I mean, I want to jam. I want to dance. Cool I want to think about doing best. this show poolside. You know? I still want to do the show poolside someday. I don't know if we're going to have the opportunity. I just want that sweet, sweet Empire merch. Yeah. Yeah. They could well, still release it. They, you never know. Yeah, hopefully. They may not hold hopefully. on to it. They could release it. This is very true. This is very um, true. Now, yes, bro. I'll buy an exclusive online. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this was this is our Star Wars Celebration Countdown. We've been doing it every week. We're, what, 19 weeks out? Is that correct? Um, Am I, you know, so. Something like that. Uh, and here's it, everyone listening. Here's the news that we have to report. If you haven't heard it, San Diego Comic-Con has been canceled. Well, it's been postponed. Okay. It is going to be scheduled for next year. This is the first time in the what? Fifth, 50, 50 year history. Years, first time ever. Yeah, first time in 50 years at San Diego Comic-Con has been canceled and let alone postponed. This was the metric that I was waiting for. This was the barometer test for Star Wars Celebration and what Reed Pop was going to be doing because San Diego Comic-Con rivals Star Wars Celebration, if not exceeds Star Wars Celebration from attendees. So if they cancel that, I would I would greatly imagine that we're going to get a notice here very soon. Now, on the other hand, I do have very close friends who report some insider, you know, things from time to time to me, and they have relayed to me that Reed Pop is planning on uh, postponing Star Wars Celebration. I do not have any other details beyond that. Uh, I don't believe that my friend has any other details beyond that, but the, the plan is in motion to... I would I would imagine be announced at some point this week if San Diego Comic-Con was announced now. And here's the other thing. I got friends on Twitter that are overseas and they and I saw them post this week that they've already canceled their hotels. They are anticipating that this is going to be canceled or postponed. And that's heartbreaking, man. Like this is crazy. However, we will get through it. We will continue covering Star Wars Celebration news, updates, all that good stuff. I promised that, uh, you know, we will look into maybe an alternative celebration if we can do something in the Midwest with some other podcasts, maybe get, do some digital, um, you know, some digital panels where we can get guests on. Who knows? But bottom line is whenever celebration happens, we will be there. We will be full throttle, ready to go. I, and like, really, if it's another year out, that gives me a little bit more money to save. And maybe True. I can, you know, get some nicer collectibles or whatever that looks like. I don't know. Um, but do do you any of you have any thoughts on this that I haven't already laid out? Do you do you anticipate it to be canceled, postponed? What time of the year might it move to? Um, you know, this is the 40th anniversary of Empire Strikes Back, and that movie came out in May. So technically, if they move it to April 2021, if they're able to, we can still hit that 40th anniversary timeline of Empire Strikes Back. Uh, we'll see. But any thoughts? Well, I think if. If San Diego Comic Con, as I understand it, they it sounds like a cancellation to me because the next one is going to be an yeah. entire year later. So yes. I mean, they didn't postpone; they canceled it, and they're just rescheduling the next one in 2021. So 
it seems like that might be what celebration would do, but celebration doesn't run on as consistent of a schedule. Like this year was already scheduled something like 18 or 19 months after the previous one. It's not a year. So um, I, I suppose they could announce the next one for almost any time they want. Right. That's what I got out of it too, is that SDCC canceled and they're just doing, they're skipping this year. They're going to come back next year with celebration. It's a little bit different because there was a time there where celebration was not every year. Right. Right. And they were overseas and they were at different locations. No, they I were, think in, they, have a, they were in the yeah, United Kingdom in, just in 2016, yeah. I think. Yeah. They were, they've been in Germany. They've done Indianapolis. They've been international. They've been in the States. They have a little bit more flexibility, I think, to maybe say, here's where we're going to move it to instead of just cancel it for this year and then do it next year. And I know there's a lot of people that have a hard time with either the late spring or uh, late fall for sure. times for sure because of school, right? They want to bring their kids, but when you do it in April, kids are still in school. Right. Or if you do it in late August, kids are just starting school. So there's an opportunity for them to maybe say, we're going to postpone it, but do it in maybe June of 2021 or late late May of 2021 mm. where those kids may have an opportunity to come and then maybe that throws off their timeline of celebrations going forward I don't know yeah um but uh I could see him making a big change like that and, and just postponing versus canceling yeah and, and and we'll see we'll monitor it we'll keep it going I'll, I'll let everyone know if, if I get any any other information uh that I've that I view as trustworthy or not but uh yeah. Now, quick question. If this goes if this goes international, let's say hypothetically 2022 Star Wars celebration happens internationally. <laughs> are any of you planning on making the trip? Because I am going to raise my hand uh, as high as I can and say, yes, I will be there because I, I just need to get over to Europe. And that's a great excuse to get over to Europe. But would any of you be interested in going to Europe? It, uh, it, uh, that all depends. Well, so if it's uh, Star Wars Celebration Toronto International, uh, yeah, I'll be there. Yeah, uh, I now you're speaking my language. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'll go to Canada. If, if it's international, I kind of think it depends on, because I did one in Japan, too. Yeah, that one's going to be tough to get to. Yeah. other undertaking. And I just, I think it depends on how much notice I have. Because, I mean, at, at, if it's in England you know, or, or Germany or something, that means I'm going to spend more on flying there than I would, than I did on Chicago, in Chicago oh, on for everything. Sure. For sure. Times no two. Question. Yeah. So yeah, it's a hike. It's a hike, but our- I'm going to say that's, that's probably no for me. Cause right. I, I want to go to Europe too, but if I'm there, I'm, I want to go to see, you want to see the sites and do the sure. there. For I don't sure. want to spend four days locked in a convention center. <laughs> Right. Which, I mean, I love celebration as much or more than anybody, but right, yeah, that's not a twofer for me. That's like I'm going to be missing out on one of the things. For well, sure. here we go. So wh- why don't you and I go do the sites, and we'll just have we'll just have Chris send us pictures of everything, <laughs> and we'll be Venmoing him to buy us stuff. Okay. Yeah, we'll give yeah. him our honeydew list, and he can. Very expensive, Josh. <laughs> Well, wait, let's cross that bridge when we get there. Let's cross that bridge yep. when we get there. All right. So in other news, we have the final episode of the Clone Wars Siege of Mandalore is appropriately moved to May 4th. Appropriate. Nice. When they came Glad out of the schedule that. months ago, we were like, uh, uh yeah, this opportunity. Hello. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so that just means we get more Clone Wars sooner. So I'm very excited about that. Still can't believe it's almost over. 
And <sighs> this is just, it, it's been a wild ride. It's been a wild ride. I, I actually didn't start getting emotional about the end of Clone Wars until watching this episode we're going to talk about today. So mm-hmm. uh, it was just so good. It was just so good. All right. Last night, we did the late night at the Chris, Outlander there was Club. one other bit of news oh, yeah, they didn't mention. Um, they announced that they have a documentary behind the scenes oh, of yes. The Mandalorian that's going to be coming out right after that last episode of Clone Wars too. So Good I'm looking call. forward to that. What? I think that'll be interesting. So do you think with that, you think with that documentary, it's going to be a, a true documentary or do you think it's going to be a scripted, like, you know what I'm saying? Like those cheesy Disney uh, docs. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm expecting like some behind the scenes clips, some action shots, some on scene stuff. And then the making on of. set stuff. Yeah. Making up and then maybe episodes. like a quick yeah. sit down with, Favreau and Filoni yeah. and maybe a couple of those other directors, Taika Waititi, that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, you know, I'm sure Pedro and and um, any number of other actors. John will... Wayne's grandson. <laughs> oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was in that episode three or whatever. No one knew yeah. about it till it was too late. The uh, yeah, I'm sure they'll get him back. Definitely. <laughs> it's mul- It's multiple episodes, man. That's what's oh, crazy really? about it. Yeah. Like yeah. Series. I think okay. it'll be eye opening for people, though. Right. It, it'll be. I, I think it'll be eye opening for us, too, because a lot of people don't realize that that whole show was shot on green screen. That is insane. Like, there were still. no set. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? There was no like on locations. And so it was <sighs> all in a studio, but it looks like man. it's in location. So I think that'll be a real eye opener to see how they put it together. That just harkens back to a comment I made uh, on a previous episode that I would love to see a live action Jar Jar Binks inserted into the prequels. I know that sounds crazy, but if we have the technology to make such an, an incredibly beautiful show like the Mandalorian, why couldn't we go back and do a better looking Jar Jar? I think that's just really an, it's just off putting to me. I don't know if there's a nostalgia factor for some people that are like, yo man, don't mess with CGI Jar Jar. I got to have him exactly how he was. But as we know, um, you know, George Lucas had no really issue changing things around. I would just love to see a practical Jar Jar. Anyways, totally went off topic there. But yes, Kyle, that is, I I'm looking forward to that as well. I wonder if this is something they had planned originally, or they put it together because of the situation we're in and everybody, and they need some content. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. It's a good question. They still don't, they still haven't announced an art of the Mandalorian book yet. So I'm wondering if that might get released because of the scenario we're in right now. It's the, really the only star Wars property that doesn't have an art of book yet. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, How's the uh, art of the holiday special book? Is that one pretty good? (laughs) They're still working on it. Yeah, actually, it is a work in progress. It's still in pre-order on Amazon right now, (laughs) like the Rebels one. Oh, man. You still don't even have a delivery date for the Rebels one. It just says it's ordered. (laughs) You have ordered it. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, Last night was our live chat, uh, live chat crew, hashtag live chat crew. And we did it uh, late night at the Outlander Club. It was a different time frame for us. So we, you know, we, it was fast and loose. It was crazy. It was weird at times. And Very I had sexy a lot of time. fun. Yeah. yeah, I had a lot of fun last night. We had Christina from Fulcrum Dawn. We've talked about Fulcrum Dawn quite a bit on our show. It was really great to have her on the, the program. I did give her the hardest questions in the world unintentionally. It wasn't fair. Switch the cards with her and Josh. Yeah. It wasn't fair, but it, but she was a great sport. She did well. Yeah, and she did very well on the Mandalorian trivia. That was a lot of fun. This 
was it was good. So I definitely love these these live chats. It's a blast. We get to meet people from all over the world and we get to hang out with them. Last night, because it was late night, I was asking people what they were sipping on. And I remember uh, D Raven Spencer in the chat was sipping on Amaretto. Now, I'm not a drinker, but I remember Amaretto. I was like, oh, that's a real smooth drink for a late night uh, live chat. That was pretty cool. So everyone had a good time. That was a lot of fun. All right. Now, Chris was the- drinking something disgusting. I I'm was. Sure. I was the ginger sparkling water. And now I got my hop tea that I'm sipping on right now on this Horrible. episode. Oh, it's so horrible. Good. It's it's black tea mixed with hops. It's very yeah, good. sounds disgusting. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> it's actually uh, it's actually water from an Irish bog, but yeah, <laughs> the Webbish bog. The, yeah, it's, yeah, it's from the Webbish bog where Kylo Ren. Oh yeah, that whole deleted oh. thing. Anyways, there's a note in here about the interview with Rosario Dawson, and I will tell you this: I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. I. <laughs> I, so, but I, let I, me tell you, you. <laughs> I, these type of interviews drive me nuts where you can pick apart and pull apart, you know, clips and sound bites and make it kind of hit how you want. Now, did any of you listen to it and get bona fide 100% proof that she will be Ahsoka in Mandalorian season two? No, I, I couldn't watched tell that what one she was question doing. and it was not a confirmation in my opinion. Okay. It, that seemed very tongue in cheek. I know something you don't know, though, to me, like Shmi Skywalker was impregnated like she's by the Emperor waiting and, okay. for it to be announced. And when that that's how I took it, it doesn't mean that's what it is, but that's kind of how I took it. You could see the genuine. What do I want to say? Joy on her face that oh, she in like okay. her like trying to not say it. Sure. Um, sure. But I don't know. I don't know. It could be nothing. Maybe she's that good of an actress and <laughs> made everybody believe she knows that. Yeah. Yeah. A couple things to unpack here. One, Chris, anytime you have the opportunity to see Rosario Dawson, you should take it because she's a beautiful oh woman. Two, this guy. <laughs> two um, I'm hoping that it doesn't get confirmed because I would love for this to kind of like disappear and then we get surprised by Ahsoka if it actually happens. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, Agreed. And I, it's interesting. Do you guys think like over the years, so we found out now that like you and McGregor knew that he was doing this Obi-Wan show for a long time. So did I. And he's like, <laughs> he was talking about it. Um, like people would ask him and he'd always say like, oh, well, I hope that I get the opportunity. I would love to do it. And to the point where he was like, now the public thinks that I'm like really thirsty for this role. Did, did you guys feel like he gave away any clues when he was asked about it? Yes. Oh, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. That's why I knew about it for a long time. Every interview had him like wink, wink and kind of it was very. Yeah. I mean, you could tell like he knew something was going on, but. OK, it's let me like ask the shy, non Hollywood insiders on this podcast oh if they God. thought that he <laughs> this guy. I never got that impression, but I also didn't get that impression from Rosario Dawson's interview that we're talking about. I thought she was saying, like, I want to be in Star Wars. I also want to be in Star Trek. Fingers crossed. Mm. I would love for that to happen. If it does happen, it'll because it'll be because of the fans supporting me in those kinds of roles. I, I didn't support her. Yes, I didn't take true. it as a her already knowing that she had the role, but I'd have I just to go back and listen, she would have to say, already know. Did she say when it gets announced, I will be very thankful because it will be because of the fans. Or did she say if it gets announced? She didn't say if she said when she said when 
She didn't say if. I, it still felt like a misspeak to me because she was saying Star Wars and Star Trek the whole time, and there's not even any like conversation about her being in Star Trek yet. It, mm. it you felt to know me like Chris, she do you was know just anything? saying these are those things that I want to do. <laughs> I see the Star insider. Trek. I see Star Trek, and my mind just goes blank. This guy. Oh yeah. Uh, no, I, entertainment I, tonight. Oh yeah, I got it. Oh yeah. Um, Star Trek is not something I pay attention to, so I. I if Same. someone says Star yeah. Trek, that uh, I will probably just look aside. Anyways, all right. So Rosario Dawson still not 100% confirmed. Let Yeah, let's hope it disappears. Yeah. I want to surprise. We're conflicted. We I want know. a surprise. All right. So we, we're not going to do a fine edition segment, but if we want to do a quick hitter, uh, let's do a quick hitter. They released a Target exclusive Star Wars merch today, which would be Sunday, April, whatever it is in quarantine era. And Josh, you pick something up. I pick something up. I risked my life to go get that 10 inch tall 40th anniversary Boba Fett pop. Please don't just, do that, people. Yeah, don't, I know. I know I'm bad, but listen, I'm moving. I did it too. <laughs> so I had to, I, I'm packing up all my Star Wars stuff in my Star Wars room. And I, I just told everybody, I just told everyone in the group thread that I'm not really buying I'm not buying anything right now because I got to I got to move like I got to save all my money for the house. And I just bought that damn 10 inch Boba Fett pop. And my other quick hit fine edition is I finally got my Darth Nihilus figure, which I'm so incredibly happy for. It's a figure I've wanted for a very long time. And it's my last figure I'm going to buy until I actually settle into my house. So it's a great last figure. I showed it last night in the live chat. Very happy about that. Um, my quick hit is that I just I talked about these before uh, the Electric Ink Studio stickers yes. they're on Etsy and their um, their uh, Instagram is Electric Ink Studios they're these like really nice like really big uh, robust um, Star Wars character they're stickers huge. they're really yeah. really sweet um, and can I just tell my saga of the um, Target exclusives from this morning as well sure. <laughs> So I went to bed really late last night and I get it and I forgot to get online and get the Jawa because we knew that was coming out at midnight. And then I get a text this morning at 645 and I was like, who is texting me? Who am I going to go murder? And then I see that it's Justin telling, reminding me of the exclusive, reminding us of the exclusives. And I was like, okay, I'm instantly not mad. Yes. So it's like, it's like at 645, I go into my, I go to my computer. I, I queue up the Jawa. I want the, there's two things I wanted, the big boba that we all got in the, in the, in the uh, future of Jawa. The future of Jawa was already out at midnight and everything else was coming out at, at nine. Um, so I put the Jawa in my cart. I'm like, I'm not going to buy it now. Oh, I'm going to go. Big mistake. I, I know. I know. And I opened up the Boba page so I could refresh it right at nine. And I, so I did that. I got back up at nine. I refreshed the page and, um, I ordered it right away. And by the time I clicked to the next screen, both things were no longer in my cart and were sold out. Yeah. But I saw that it was saying that my Toledo Southeast target was, um, still had one and it was not available for order uh for pickup so never is if someone never was gonna is. get it if someone was gonna get it they'd have to go get it and i already had to pick up my prescription from meyer which is next to target so i was like this guy. yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna put my mask on and go so so i i got one as well and i also got the uh empire strikes back uh arcade uh AT AT uh shirt. Oh you got so. you an ad ad. Good job. Yeah. That's nice. Let, let me tell you about the time Star Wars exclusive saved my life <laughs> from Josh killing me. 
<laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, you know, these are very special releases, and especially the Empire Strikes Back. We just talked about, well, we just talked about missing out on potential Empire Strikes Back 40th anniversary merch. Yeah, I for yeah. one don't well, want to miss out on that. Kyle. Funko puts out 735 pops. But a they week, don't put out 10-inch so. Boba Fett pops from Empire Strikes Back just because it's not a character you love. It the 10-inch Boba Fetts from May the 4th are still collecting dust at many targets. Mm, You'll be able to get one. I can't disagree with you. plural for targets. I can't disagree with you, but those those Futura pops, they're not, it's hit or miss. People either love them or don't like them. I love them. Yeah. I think they're kind of sweet. Uh, it, did Any quick hits from you, Kyle or Justin? Anything that you guys pick up from a fine edition standpoint? I've got some stuff in the mail, but I'll uh, we can talk about that when it comes in. Cool. I picked up the uh, Anakin Skywalker vintage collection oh, with him with the yellow eyes turning. Yes. Um, actually, uh, Star Wars store uh, online. It's out of Portland, Oregon. They do live sale. They're doing starting to do live sales now. Um, if you, do, you guys don't know how live sales work on Facebook, go check it out. Usually they'll post a little blurb on how it works, um, but you can go online. You claim they'll pop something up. They'll give it a price claim number. You claim it in the live chat. Um, they'll send you an invoice and then you usually, usually pay what the figure is for the price and the shipping and, and them as a vendor, their prices are, are pretty fair. Same thing. Order 66. Sometimes you'll find things that are over. Sometimes you'll find things that are under, um, you know, it really depends on what you want, but they have right. a huge, huge selection. I have seen stuff on their live page that I didn't even know existed That's from awesome. a toy standpoint. So, um, Go check them out, but I got that. I also ordered um, the Akbar. I got that I watched yesterday. Um, I got Josh and Admiral Akbar, um, and I got the Johto cast. Oh, you figure. did? <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh, that's so I missed tight. out on just about everything else I bid on the Bastila, yeah. the um, any other ones that I wanted. I missed out on that because it's not how you enter it on your screen, it's how it shows up on their screen. Um, so if you're not like first or you know, if they only have three items and the, your name isn't up there, then it's gone. Um, but I did get that. And they are, it was from Daniel Logan's personal collection. And this dude has over 50,000 some That's items in his collection. I mean, he has like an office, like, you know, you'd go into like a strip mall, right? Yeah, and there's like yeah. an office and it has like little offices inside there. He has rooms filled with stuff. And yeah. a lot of it is, um, case fresh. Like he was sent unpunched. a box from like yeah. Lucasfilm unpunched, um, mint condition, uh, he like he has a ton of stuff, so he's auctioning all of that off uh, yesterday, today, I think tomorrow, maybe and maybe Tuesday. Crazy. Um, yeah, but it, it's a ton of stuff, but they're including a letter that says I think they're including a letter that says it was from Daniel Logan's collections, too, which is well, pretty that's sweet, fun. So. That's fun. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Kyle, yeah. he played Boba Fett in the prequels. <laughs> oh, is that who that is? Oh, yeah. OK, that's cool. <laughs> they he are a clone of a bounty hunter. Cool. Oh, Sounds super of, interesting. As of right wow. now, if if you got the if you got the scratch for it, you can go to their Facebook page. They have the EFX Boba Fett helmets. They are selling those for nine hundred and ninety nine dollars. But it comes. There's only one hundred of them that are coming with a plaque from all of the actors hand signed who oh, played tight. Boba Fett. In all of the movies, that's including fun. Jeremy Bullock, who does not sign autographs anymore. Yeah. Wow. So, that's but sweet. they've only got a hundred of them. But yeah, if you got that kind of scratch, man, 
<laughs> Go check out well, their page. Everybody's you can get got $1,200, so yeah, well, let's check let's, it out. Right. I'm just kidding. Loan. Don't do that. That's irresponsible. No, no. Don't do that. <laughs> All right, so this or is good. Or do live your own life. Don't listen to Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> we, you know, I, one thing since we've been doing these live chats on YouTube and Facebook and we've been utilizing our YouTube channel more, I would love to maybe in the future move some of our fine edition segments onto YouTube so we can do a, like a show and tell almost. So we'll, let's let's ponder that for future episodes. Shooter or something. Hey, Star Wars friends, it's Josh, your favorite Star Wars friend and the resident John Williams one percenter. Do you want to be a John Williams one percenter like me? Well, here's a piece of John Williams trivia to help you push up your glasses at the other 99%. Did you know that John Williams has 52 Academy Award nominations in his career to date? The only other person with more nominations is some guy named Walter Disney? Never heard of the guy. Make sure to stay on target and listen to the Star Wars Friends podcast every week for more John Williams content. We hope you're enjoying the Clone Wars recap show on the Star Wars Friends. Subscribe to the Star Wars Friends for weekly episodes featuring the latest news, in-depth analysis, fan questions, and conversation on Season 7 of The Clone Wars. Don't forget, leave us a review on whatever podcast app you're listening on. Now, back to the Star Wars Friends. Before we get into Clone Wars here, I have one last surprise for you all. And it's from a listener named Stephen Lynn. He sent this in to our email, show at starwarsfriends.com. And I am blown away. I am blown away. He goes by the name Instaslin on Instagram, and he sent us a ton of questions about Rise of Skywalker. Sorry, Stephen. A ton. We we have not done our Rise of Skywalker show. Maybe next live chat. Maybe next live chat show will be our Rise of Skywalker recap. Does that mean I have to watch it? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, really. So so everyone listening out there that has hit me up or hit up the show about why we haven't done this episode yet, it's because not everyone has rewatched it since it's been in the theater. So that's kind of what I'm waiting on. It's sitting on my shelf over there. So that's what we're waiting on. And once we do that, we'll, you know, so try to plan to watch it at some point this week and we'll, we'll get all these questions answered. All right. Now I'm going to send it in this, in this group thread here. Enjoy. Enjoy. Because Steven did such an incredible job with this with this artwork. He created us in our favorite Star Wars oh, that's characters. So nice. <laughs> that's dope. Isn't it so sweet? Oh, so man, I love for, that. For those who can't see it, because obviously this is an audio podcast, and I will post this up on SW Friends Show. Make sure you hold me accountable to this, yes. guys. Um, Steven illustrated all of us as Star Wars characters, and he illustrated the Death Star and the Millennium Falcon, Slave One, some TIE Fighters. He's got Luke hanging from Ahsoka's uh, staff. At yeah, Bespin. like on Bespin. It's so good. This is so Oh, my God. So good. Got Josh is thrown with his hat. On my new <laughs> so phone background. <laughs> Isn't it awesome? Look at look at Bendu. He's got the Jawa poking out. Jawa. He's got Salacious He's gonna, Crumb. Yeah. This is just awesome. fantastic artwork by Stephen Lynn. This is 
really great stuff. So I, this might be a future uh, sticker or t-shirt. I think this oh, is yeah. really yeah. cool. If stuff. I might, you mean, yes, it will. Like, <laughs> I'm already ready to order mine. <laughs> I'm getting this tattooed on my body. <laughs> Big this back is tattoo. so cool. This is so That's cool. awesome. So thank you, Stephen, for doing that, man. It really, yes, thank you. Fan yeah, art thanks. is super cool. And this is really high end, really cool, fun stuff. Wow. Man. Kyle as Ahsoka is actually pretty, pretty damn sweet. <laughs> I would have never even had the thought to illustrate Kyle as Ahsoka. Have you ever seen Ahsoka with a beard? <laughs> not not until now. now, dude. <laughs> Oh, so when we when we get to celebration twenty twenty one, you got a cosplay as that, Kyle. You got a oh man, <laughs> that is so cool. Josh looks fresh, drawn man. Like nice. that's a nice cosplay too. Actually, mm-hmm. these are all pretty good cosplays. Mine's the easiest. I'm I'm rocking my flat brim, uh, my my cowboy hat, chewing on some Han Solo dice. So you guys You're got piloting the, tough the Falcon. Yeah, well, that, yeah, I got to actually, I should make one of those out of cardboard. So thank you, Stephen, for yes, sending that in. You. We are definitely going to get that posted up on all our social media. Really awesome, incredible stuff. So thank you very, very much. All right. This is a marathon, not a sprint. This is a marathon, not a sprint. This is four episodes. So uh, excited. So let's dive in, y'all. Uh, I don't know if I'm ready for this. I don't know if I'm ready for this arc, but here we are. Let's do it. Separatist forces mm. have launched a major offensive. Led by the evil droid General Grievous, Republic forces are pushed to the brink. In response to this overwhelming attack, the Jedi Council has dispatched its generals, sending them far from the core worlds to bolster the beleaguered clones. On the distant planet of Yobama, we find Commander Cody of the 212th in desperate need of reinforcements. Dude. Got goosebumps mm. again. That was so awesome. Good. That Lucasfilm oh. limited intro got me hooked. Uh, that is something I really wanted to, to see in the episode nine Rise of Skywalker as an homage to the previous films. I wanted to see the Fox searchlight, you know, all the fanfare, but we didn't get it. But now we got it. Now we got it. Dave Filoni. Thank you. Thank you for adding mm-hmm. that Lucasfilm limit. It's that small little touch. And then you get the John Williams score. You get the red Clone Wars logo that flashes up on the screen. Guys, that was like, oh, was that awesome. was very, that, that if, okay, we, we have talked on the show before. I've been on other shows talking about what fan service is. That is the correct fan service. That is, uh, that is hundred percent correct fan service. And you knew from the very first second that they were taking this seriously. Totally. And this was going to be something. It wasn't just another episode, you know. Totally. Very cinematic. Very cinematic. So this is season seven, episode nine of the Clone Wars final season. Old friends not forgotten. Which is actually what's fun about that title is that, you know, it's it for me, old friends not forgotten. Obviously, we know it's going to happen in this episode and we're, we're going to break that down. But it is an... I think it's a subtle nod to George Lucas and uh, it is that intro. It's the homage to star Wars just in totality, the cinematic star Wars. And uh, I think there's a double meaning behind this, this title, but uh, go ahead, Kyle. Sorry. I didn't mean to derail here. That's all right. 
Okay, so season seven, episode nine. This is Old Friends Not Forgotten, uh, written by Dave Filoni and directed by Saul Ruiz. Saul Ruiz did a couple episodes in the last arc. He did a bunch of episodes on uh, Rebels, I think 12. He did six on The Resistance, too. So he is seasoned. Uh, we're still 19 years before the Battle of Yavin, and we mostly are on Mandalore, but we're also on Admiral Yularen's Venator-class Star Destroyer for that whole conversation. Um, there is no fortune cookie, but like Chris was talking about, they started with the Lucasfilm limited production intro, which is very classic. They called this part one. Um, oh, yeah, really, that's right. That's I mean, right. you already know that it's one story, but they're really saying like, this is, this is all meant to be together. And Chris mentioned this, but like I said last night in the live chat, which if you weren't there, you should tune in next time. But, um, they use the red Clone Wars logo and they, awesome. it's usually yellow. Um, but historically there's red for the Darth Maul episodes and they also sometimes do blue when they did the R2-D2 slash droid episodes. That's right, but, yeah. Um, those are the only times it's not yellow. So that's that's cool to see. It was a very theatrical, uh, cinematic intro. Um, there was a couple guest stars that I'm going to mention really quick. There was... Julian Holloway voiced Almec, who is the kind of puppet leader of Mandalore serving he's under Weasley. Darth Maul. Um, he's a Weasley guy. He's he, Weasley, oh, yeah, but, he's but so damn. slimy. I mean, did any of you expect him to hold his own in hand-to-hand combat like he did? That was surprising. No, he was all right. He did way better. I thought he would be such a pansy, but he did all right. And his green and gold armor was kind of slow. It was pretty tight. I got to say. It was Agreed. He had the aesthetic one. Um, Ray Stevenson as Gar Saxon, also total slime ball. He is for sale. He is right now. <laughs> for hire. Yeah, oh, big time. He's yep. right now one of Maul's people um, doing whatever Maul says. And then later in Rebels, he shows up again. He's the one who's uh, attacking Fen Rao and the protectors because mm-hmm. they're allowing the rebellion to use their um, their planetary space for hyperspace lanes, basically. So um, at that time, he's one of the Imperial Super Commandos, which is also yeah. like the worst mm-hmm. thing you can do as a Mandalorian. So he's he's a scumbag. Agreed, agreed. But the, the voice actor, Ray Stevenson, is one of my favorite voice actors. Gar Saxon's voice is really oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. one thing I love about he Gar... He looks good, too. He looks great. He, Gar Saxon always has a good look. The red and white Mandalorian armor is really cool, but man, did they step it up on this episode. We'll dive mm-hmm. into Gar Saxon's yeah. armor a little bit later. Uh, we got Vanessa Marshall, who you may know as Harrison Dula, right? Mm-hmm. And um, she was real cast. I, I, yeah, what? I didn't pick that up either. Yeah. No, but she also didn't talk a lot. She didn't so talk. She a didn't lot. have tons of speaking lines. That's pretty tight, but though. That's yeah, that, tight. I thought that was cool too. And then Donald Faison as the tactical droid. That's that, awesome. I didn't know that, that either. Uh, Anakin takes out right at the jump there. Uh, there's one other thing I wanted to mention because when Anakin. When Admiral Yularen tells Anakin they need to come because they got a transmission um, under his whatever as Fulcrum, he says, oh, is that that must be Onderon. And I just wanted to mention that Onderon is uh, the planet where Saw and Stila Guerrera are. They were represented by Mina and Lux Bonteri mm-hmm. in the Separatist um, Senate, but... They're, they later led a rebellion against the Separatists where Ahsoka and 
Anakin and Obi-Wan went and helped them. They did that seventh samurai, seven samurai kind of yeah, thing where they trained yeah. the locals how to defend themselves. And um, so that is that rebellion that Anakin's talking about. He assumes now that's not even what it was, but when he says Andron, that is that battle that takes place um, earlier in Clone Wars. There's a whole arc about that. Yeah, that whole arc, that episode where they're training where they had to throw the the detonator underneath the shield i was like that is still to me just a very frustrating scene i mean i i I understand it i get it it's just it's very just like come on man just get to it and then they recycled anyways i'm getting jumping off point let's dive back in Uh, well you know what justin's (laughs) calling me out on one spot i did forgot forget they were on yolana at the very beginning that's the planet yeah. where that that battle is where they yeah. uh anakin's like oh, on the golden gate bridge. droids what are you talking about <laughs> on the golden gate what bridge you, right yeah yeah it did look like that that's <laughs> yeah, funny i didn't think about that i have a question hmm. about yolana have have we been there before i don't remember being on yolana before i've never i've never been that's... on planet so i've never been there oh, that's... <laughs> fair point fair point <laughs> I did like that, out more, Josh. that opening scene with those with the uh, with the fighter jet or whatever they were. The who was it was the tried It's the um, it, it's yeah tri fighters. It's the that's droid tri fighters. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, those oh, are was, really those cool. are the animation. Just oh. that opening was amazing. The animation for, like, in this guys, it took a step up from the prior yeah. eight episodes. How did they do There's that? There's just so much detail just, like I've never seen in an animated no. show. We've the spent. O- the last eight episodes remarking about how incredible the animation is. And then mm. now they come out with this episode and it's even better. It's it even was, they were fighting. They were fighting those tri droids again that we saw in the bad batch. Arc, that's right. If yeah. You remember. They those, had like those a giant whole bunch spider of different droids. Yeah. Whole bunch of different droids. But that opening with Tom King, it just, it wasn't just a summary of what happened in the previous episode of clone wars. It was a summary of clone wars plus uh, yes. Attack of the Clones going yes. into Revenge of the Sith. Yes. It pulled everything back in. And you only saw Grievous and Plo Koon oh, and Ayla dude, for yes. a second. For a second. But yes. the animation on their face and that front shot of Plo Koon, just the detail on his face was gorgeous. Oh, Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, I that opening intro from Tom Kane, that's... It's Palpatine's plans unfolding right there. Mm -hmm. We're seeing uh, the Outer Rim sieges that are mentioned in uh, Revenge of the Sith or (laughs) Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, there's the Jedi are spread out. They're all over in the Outer Rim. This is how Order 66 works. You know, if they were all together, there's no way the clones would have been able to do that. But when they're out on their own. Uh, you know, and and that exposed Coruscant for this fake attack that is all manipulated by Palpatine, and where it's stuff that we're just to understand is happening in the movie, but this gives it all more context, which is what this show is all about. Hundred percent. It's just those quick hit scenes to place the audience member in the right time frame. We all know those and remember those scenes from Revenge of the Sith. So, yeah, I mean, we know that Order 66 is coming. I mean, look, Ayla is right there, man. Like, and Plo is right there. So as an audience member, even if you're a casual Clone Wars watcher, you you know, you're just diving into maybe episodes for the first time on Disney+. Plus. Maybe you're watching the Star Wars films for the first time because you have Disney+. Plus. That's putting you right in this spot, which is literally giving me goosebumps and raising the hair up on my arms as I'm talking about it right now. I thought it was so well done, and you're right. Just a split second is all you needed. Now we're ready to go. 
Yeah, during this scene when they sh- when they showed them everywhere, and then also when um, Anakin and Obi Wan were talking about how they needed like they needed to go save the Chancellor, I was like. Okay, so oh, now we so like we've good. been talking about how I like squealed. I was like, <laughs> we we've been talking about yes. how we're pretty sure we're gonna see X, uh, Order sixty six, <sighs> but we weren't sure like how flush <sighs> it was gonna be. And now we like now we like there's no way everyone is exactly where they need to be. Yes, um, and it explains how like oh we're gonna split the five hundred first. So that explains oh why the five hundred first was with why Rex is you know, gone. Rex was yeah. gone, but the five hundred first was still with uh anakin so when he was vader he had them to go to the temple like it's like it's putting all of those little things together and we know that we're going to see this stuff now oh it's so exciting it it explains why (laughs) obi-wan and anakin are jumping into the middle of a fight you know like in in the beginning of the movie um they're jumping into a battle that's already happening and that's this is why because they were out on whatever fighting this droid army out on yurbana and yeah they got called Yep, and and you have that opening meeting in the Tom Kane summary where there you see young Caleb Doom, and you yeah. see Deba Balaba, yeah. and you're just like, and I just I just finished the Kanan comic, oh uh, okay, like yeah, uh, two days ago, so I just finished that, and it was his flashbacks in the comic of what happened during those events and what happened with his master, and um, it just it's like oh my god, so you're seeing the start of something else, yeah, while you're also seeing the finish of this story in this arc it's it's heartbreaking it's it's hard it really is and and my question to you guys is because of the tie-in and it's so well done and it's so masterfully written do you believe that this is something that they've had in the works for a very very long time like this is something that george lucas and dave filoni roadmapped 10 years ago right because it is so seamless and and it's so smart how they how they really constructed this this exercise in storytelling that this to me does not seem rushed at all. This seems totally premeditated no. from a very long time ago because of how well it was executed. Do you feel that you know this is George Lucas has his fingertips on this one or what what are you well, guys thinking? F- for sure. And Dave Filoni has said in in lots of his interviews about how there's things that they know have happened in the universe that we don't know yet. Mm. Like they, that just hasn't made it to screen or print or whatever. Like they know how certain things work and it just hasn't been the right time to fit it in. And I think this is one of those things. I don't think for one second when George was making the prequels that he didn't know what happened between episode two and episode three. I think he knew exactly or I mean, maybe not down to the minutia sure. of oh, the sure. episodes sure. or anything like that, but uh, broad strokes, he knew what happened there and he knew <sighs> why Anakin and, and Obi-Wan were coming into that battle late and, and how all those things played out. And that's wow. what this series was for. Yeah, and I think I mean I think we give George credit, but I think we also give Dave credit because For like sure. I, I think For you sure. give Dave the majority of the credit just because he I think this just shows that he care it just shows what we already know that he cares about the lore, mm-hmm. he cares about the story mm-hmm. being interconnected and that I like I think we can trust him. like he's not going to do and like George has every right to do this, but you know how George like this is true until George changes it in the move in the next <laughs> sure. movie like sure. kind of thing. Like I don't think Dave's going to do that. Dave's going to like anytime he makes a storyline decision, he's going to make all of his best efforts to make sure it matches what we already have. Yeah. 
Agreed. Now, does anyone want the comic adaptation of the Clone Wars? Uh, I yes. want everything now. I want everything in chronological yeah, sure. order. Uh, maybe even some novels. Let's let's get now that we're going to get the end of this this th- thing. I want everything in. Uh, I mean, yes, we can go digest the the cartoons again. But man, I lo- want to hold something in my hands with all these stories. I think that would. be I awesome. thought it would be cool if they animated the movies to match the show. Holy like the prequel smokes. movies. And I know, I mean, I know that'll never happen, but right, to tie wild. that all in as one yeah. piece of like Ooh. art, I think that would be cool. That would be cool. All right. So I, I had one other little thing to say, cause we've seen that, that, that image from the, the trailers and stuff of, um, Caleb on Caleb doom on the hologram. Right. Did yes. you guys expect that that's all it was going to be? Cause it was basically just a shot. They cut no. through really quick. I, I expected that to maybe be a scene with some dialogue, but it, it was just a thing they panned over in the intro. And and if that's all it is, then I'm okay with it. But you're right, Kyle. I thought that this first episode was actually going to be okay. Let me back. This I was just up. surprised. I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I was just surprised by that. I thought this episode was going to be a table setter. Boy, was I wrong. It was it like, right in. oh, my God. Yeah. And I couldn't have been happier. Uh, so, yeah, I thought that when we saw those shots of Caleb Dune back in, in the day, I thought that there was going to be at least one episode of just tons of exposition and backstory and all that. But we, you know, we got the Spice Girls arc, which is fine. And it set the table for Ahsoka's growth. But this is like we already as as Star Wars fans, we already know what's going on. So it didn't did not require that one episode of exposition. It's just right in there. So if we don't get any more Caleb Doom, that's cool, man. We already got him as a as a Padawan, which is something that is so cool to see. You you could still see it later, too, because depending on when Order, Order 66. 66 actually oh. happens, right? It, whether it's the oh. third or fourth episode of this arc, right? Man. How cool would it be for them to do tie-ins to the movie, right? In the movie, you saw Plo Koon get shot down in his starfighter. You saw Ayla right. get gunned down from behind by her troops. Um, right. If they reenact just those quick scenes in animated form, maybe you see Depa Balaba and Kanan and, and in the air in this, in their scene, basically from the yeah, comic. Tells him to run that pulls or it in. Yeah. Where, he, where she tells him to run. Um, you could still see him again. I, I don't know that we will, but I think it would be great to get another scene like that. That'd be yeah. awesome. Yeah. I'd love to see Grievous again. He oh, yes. So good. I, I love oh, Grievous. He, so he was so good. Yeah, this is uh, it's going to be interesting where it goes from here, it, no matter what they do. I mean, this is just I, I, I've said it on Twitter. I think that this is my this is my favorite Clone Wars episode. I know it's only been out for a few days, but I've I've watched it happily three times and I still get emotional uh, watching it. So mm-hmm. this is it's definitely up there. Yeah. Oh, this is crazy. So let's dive into it. Let's yep. go, guys, because this is this is going to be a big uh, hearty episode here. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, we open up, we already played the intro from Tom Kane and kind of set the tone here. They are on the golden gate bridge on the planet Yolana. And it is, it is Cody's, uh, it is Cody's troops that are battling the, you know, and they're, he's struggling. They're kind of pinned down. He's yeah. struggling they're a bit. Not doing great. Those battle droids had a really nice setup on that yeah. bridge and they definitely had them pinned down. Cody's and, about to be toast, frankly. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. And his whole, yeah, his whole battalion was getting wiped out. I mean, they're getting smoked. And then, of course, we, you know, those tri-droids or whatever they are, they shoot that missile and you're like, oh, Cody's done. And then blue lightsaber smacks that missile down. And there we are, uh, General Kenobi. So no armor. Very exciting. No armor. Yeah, no armor. You're right, because they had to tie into Revenge of the Sith. I think they, they brought them very close to that mm-hmm. look. Good call. And, uh, 
yeah, so he knocks down the missile, and then there's some interplay that they have there, which is pretty pretty fun. That that Cody uh, getting his life saved by Obi Wan <laughs> just made that whole uh, betrayal yep. in the movie sting oh, just a little bit more. Damn yep. it! Yep. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I was like, how short is your memory, Cody? What the hell? Let's <laughs> program be you couldn't control it, Josh. Couldn't control it. Couldn't control it. So uh, then we, you know, after this. They take cover. Obi-Wan, Cody yeah, takes cover. And then Obi said something to the effect of, oh, where's Anakin at? Because Anakin was battling on the same planet with the 501st. They were having some separate battle. And then in strolls Anakin Skywalker. And he's just not phased by anything. Oh. oh. Yeah. That was he cool. He the laser he did bolt one quick little dodge. So slick. What are you doing down there? <laughs> <laughs> it was classic banter from, you know, from the movies. I think that was classically written to kind of mimic their their interactions in the movies. And yeah, he just, all right, man, I'll go handle this. And Obi-Wan well, he, and Cody are still hiding out. Much like like Mace did in the first arc, Anakin goes, uh, you know, o- Obi-Wan and Cody, are they're literally hiding behind Rebel. Yeah. They're, and Anakin is standing up <laughs> tall, like chest out dodging blaster bolts as they come by and he's like are you serious there's only a thousand droids down there tops and he just <laughs> well, you know out. he was yeah. he was standing out there and he's like a uh, double vision move my head to the left <laughs> double vision double chest <laughs> knee head torso <laughs> chest <laughs> oh, I love it love it uh, so Anakin uh, that's from says, a Thrawn uh, book guys read it it is it is <laughs> Uh, it is so Anakin he walks out further onto the bridge and he's like dude I got this I'll handle it and he basically surrenders he raises the white flag and surrenders and of course that's a ploy did you you guys think that was just like the last Jedi when he walked out and the battle droids like everyone take aim at that Jedi the distraction that's when Kylo Ren is like every gun we have aim at that man you know Mm mm-hmm Crazy. Okay, I didn't even think about that. That's a nice. That's a pretty cool tie-in. Yeah, it was very similar. So during you know, that scene, one single person facing down the whole army. Yeah, yeah. When he's walking up and uh, like negotiating or whatever, it's they're playing the the uh, like sail barge. Like when they're about to from Return of the Jedi, yes, the music is like the yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys know what I'm talking about when mm-hmm. Luke, you know, the lightsaber, yeah, the all that stuff. <laughs> well, the musical cues in this episode were very cinematic. They they're were from, so they good. Were very good. John and and uh, you. Josh is a John Williams one percenter. You one probably percenter love this episode because there is so much John Williams tie in. Which really drove home the cinematic nature of this. So really appreciate that. But Anakin surrenders. The droids are like, what? What is he doing? Where's the tactical droid? Because the tech. Ta- so the reason why Cody and Obi couldn't stop this this droid army is because they couldn't find the tactical droid. He was hiding out. So by drawing out the tactical droid, by surrendering, they knew it was a trap. But one of my favorite moments in this episode is you get to see R2's little telescoping eye peer up from the side of the bridge. And I was like, yes, dude. R2 and Anakin moments are some of my favorite moments. It's any R2 moment, really. I R2 mean, is hero of the rebellion. It uh, really is. Really is. So, of course, uh, the camera then peers underneath the bridge to where we see Rex hanging underneath the bridge <laughs> right next to R2. R2 beeps some stuff at him. Rex basically he, he understands what R2 says. And then the camera pans over and you see the rest of the battalion. I'll go ahead and play the audio. All right, Hang in there a little longer. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, I love that. <laughs> 
You <laughs> can you can hear those those notes that Josh was talking about too. The dunk, yep, 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 dunk. <laughs> before the Sarlacc pit. Yeah. You just tell his troops so, were like, can we please get out from under this bridge? They're like, yeah, we're they're tired of hanging on. upside down. Yo, from the jet, so jetpacks good. are heavy. <laughs> yeah, that was such a good bit. That was such a good bit. I did laugh at that. Now, when the, when the tactical droid gets up there, he of course realizes that this is, he's not really surrendering and he gives another classic Star Wars line. He says, it's a trap, you fools. Oh, that, yes, says, you're right. Yeah, yeah. You're right. That was great. That was great. So love a good Star Wars line. So the tactical droid gets out. Anakin force pulls him towards himself and then chops him down. Then all hell breaks loose. Once that reminded the, me of Fallen Order too. the force pull move. Th- that That's was a, a very call. video game thing. Yeah. You mentioned that last night in the live chat. And that was definitely. Yeah, I did not pick up on that right away, but that makes total sense. Um so he he killed Anakin kills the tactical droid and then all hell breaks loose on the bridge. The droids no longer have a leader, so they're just firing at they're, will. They're now useless. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> yeah. And then the 501st with their bad jetpacks just go in for total destruction. And that was super sweet. I love jetpack troopers, but every time I see them, especially when I see them like at this point in Star Wars history, I think it just makes me more mad at that stupid line from the Rise of Skywalker. Oh, they fly now? Dude, they've had jetpack troopers for decades, and you're a stormtrooper. You should know that that unit exists. What the hell? Like... There, well, on, it's not like it's new technology. I think Chris Terrio got like the, the Star Wars for Dummies book. I just want to say that out loud. I just don't think that Chris Terrio did. As much as everyone's talking about how he's a diehard lifelong fan, uh, I, I really, you're right, Josh. That was, yeah, they should have known better. There's those little things that Star Wars fans can pick up on. I know that we have to suspend our belief a little bit, but yeah, you're right. That's They've had jetpacks for a long time. It's crazy. So, anyways, a lot of lot of nits to pick. We all over the universe they've had jetpacks. Yeah, people. yeah, Not yeah. That just, was a ridiculous. Like, everyone's had jetpacks. <laughs> <laughs> so the five hundred first is raising hell on these battle droids on the Golden Gate Bridge, and then it pans back to uh, Obi Wan and Cody, who are still hiding behind the rubble, waiting patiently to uh, join in the fight. So here's a little bit of dialogue from that. Bravo, Anakin. Oh, you- so, never mind. That is the wrong. Uh, <laughs> I pulled a lot of clips from this episode. So all your listeners, I uh, I am trying to funnel through a ton of audio clips, more than we've ever done before. So, oh, boy. These oh troopers boy. coming off the bottom of the bridge and over the top to attack the droids is so cool. And it's so beautifully shot. And finally, like... Uh, Cody's just staring at Obi-Wan and he's like, yes, you can yeah. go. Yeah, Joy here Dion. it is. Here it is. Yeah. I got it right here. <laughs> General. Yes, Cody. You may join the fun as well. Yes, sir. So tight. So tight. Anakin's just like standing there basking <laughs> right, in his, right. he kills the tactical droid. He beheads it real quick. And then he just stands there and lets all the clones go. And he's basking in how great he is. Yeah. And then he has that dialogue. And this is what I just played a moment ago. This is what the dialogue with Obi. Bravo, Anakin. You've done it again. Oh, I can't take all the credit. Your state of helplessness really sold him on my surrender talk. <laughs> Always. It's so good. good. So good. Such so a turd. once again, yeah, it's that it's that it's that dialogue that we saw in Revenge of the Sith that is very brotherly, very playful, um, you know, competitive, very competitive. So, 
Yeah. So we have that moment, and then all of a sudden they get a call from their 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 Ularn. star destroyer, basically. Admiral Yularen. Yeah, Yularen's like, "Yo, dog, Fulcrum's on the line," and that's exactly they're, what he said. Yeah, I mean that's what that's what Yularen's <laughs> known for is you know just <laughs> so he's it, down with the, the kids and the street lingo. Everybody knows it. We got we got Fulcrum on the horn, and they're like, "What, Saw Gerrera?" No, man, you got to come up and see this. So they fly back up to. This gave me a lot of questions. Like hit me, this was hit me. The, so he says uh, you're you're receiving a transmission from someone using your sub subspace frequency fulcrum, and then Anakin says uh, it must be Sagrera, which I'm not sure what a sub what a subspace frequency is specifically. Like, does Anakin have like a private line? Does he have is like you call his personal phone number or something like what? But that's not really the thing. But apparently they're already using the term fulcrum now. Is this something that some code name Anakin made up with Saw Gerrera because they were not technically allied with the Republic? Uh, because the first I ever heard of it was in the Ahsoka book when Ahsoka meets Bail Organa and agrees to become part of the rebellion. They decide on the code name fulcrum, but this is the first time we're getting info as far as I know, the first time we're getting information that this code name predates that even. And apparently when Ahsoka chooses to use it, it's something she had already heard from Anakin, which is another nod to like her love for him. That it maybe that's like not a detail anybody cares about, but that just added a little bit of confusion to of, of about that to me. I'll tell you what, man, I, I care about it. I love Fulcrum Squad. Uh, you know, we got Cassian Andor, we got Callus, Agent Callus, mm -hmm. we got Ahsoka and Saw Gerrera. The Fulcrum is awesome. It's still a mystery. We still don't know all about it. Like you're saying, where did where did it come from? And I seems I, like it's something that Anakin had a part in making up, which is a whole nother dimension to that for me. And that makes me so much happier with it. I love it. And I and I want to you know I want to learn more about Fulcrum. But that is a nice touchstone that they had in that. I'm not surprised that Saw Gerrera was a Fulcrum at some point in time before he became radical radicalized. Uh, so that potentially would, the first one. That's right. That's right. So I love it. I think it's cool. I think it's very cool. Hopefully we learn more about Fulcrum and and all that. It's just it's a fun mystery. It's a fun mystery. So they get yeah. this call it's, from it's not saw. It's a transmission you need to take on the ship. That's yeah. right. Yeah. It's someone a little bit different. Hi, this is Delilah S. Dawson, your Star Wars friend, and you are listening to the Star Wars Friends podcast. Kyle, will you be an angel for a helpless baby Yoda? Every day, baby Yoda is chased by bounty hunters and abused by scout troopers, and he's crying out for help. Please click the subscribe button on your screen and join the Star Wars friends with a monthly gift right now. For only 60 calamari flan a month, you'll help rescue baby Yoda from their abusers and provide food, shelter, Jedi training, and Beskar armor. Subscribe now and follow us on Twitter in the next 30 minutes to receive this tweet with a gif of Baby Yoda, who's been given a second chance thanks to you.
Baby Yoda needs our help. So please, subscribe, rate, and review right away. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who played Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian. Happy to be your Star Wars friend. You're listening to the Star Wars Friend Show. This is Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith, and you are listening to the Star Wars Friends Show. Do not underestimate the power of this podcast. We hope you're enjoying the Clone Wars recap show on the Star Wars Friends. Subscribe to the Star Wars Friends for weekly episodes featuring the latest news, in-depth analysis, fan questions, and conversation on Season 7 of The Clone Wars. Don't forget, leave us a review on whatever podcast app you're listening on. Now, back to the Star Wars Friends. So they get up on their ship and they're walking through their, you know, the door opens up, Yularen's chilling, and then there's this hologram of... Obviously, it's Bo-Katan and Ahsoka, but their backs are to General Kenobi and General Skywalker. So you get to see Anakin's realization that he's walking into a communication with his former Padawan, Ahsoka Tano. And that, okay, the animation, Matt Lanter, his acting, everything was so incredible uh, in this entire episode. But the the realization that Anakin is now going to speak with his, his Padawan he hasn't seen in a, lot, in a long time. You actually feel it through the animation. That was a really awesome scene. Yeah, that's a great point. There's at least three or four different times in this episode where there's no dialogue and all the acting takes place with facial expression, which is not something that really happens in animation a lot. Right. Uh, that's a total live action. That's like a experienced actor thing and they really really pulled it off like i i have it paused right now when anakin walks in and he sees the hologram before we do and this look on his face of like shock and he doesn't mm. he doesn't even know it's very easy to see he's so surprised he doesn't even know what to think and it's a drawing it's yeah. incredible yeah, and this is this is where you see and hear a big difference in the characters that have been on this show Correct. for a while and do trained voice acting with the animation all the time versus I think what we got in the last four where we had Trace and Rafa and it seemed right. very disjointed with the animation and and their voices and those lines of dialogue that they were delivering. So this was a much 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 more polished. Uh, product than I think oh, those for last four. Sure. Yeah. For sure. So so we have Ahsoka and Bo-Katan in the in the hologram. And it was it was really cool when she just turns around and sees Anakin for the first time. I grab that clip real quick. Hello master. It's been a while. I mean that mm. is gosh so awesome. First and thing I think we said. saw this in the trailer at, at Celebration. We've well, seen this image and this line for a long time so or shortly after. We did. Did you spot the difference between the Celebration trailer and the episode? Cuz I noticed it on the second viewing. I was like something's different here. Did you notice the difference between those? A from the Celebration trailer to what we got, the animation got a total rehaul, number one. So if you go back and rewatch it, it is totally a different tone. It's a cooler tone, but the, the characters are more detailed. Bo-Katan's way more detailed. But here is, the, here is the one major difference in that scene. They replaced 
Captain Rex with Admiral Ularen, which is mm. interesting. I wonder what else, mm. what other subtle changes they made. But that one, I was like, wait a sec. Oh, yeah. Rex was in the celebration. So anyways, maybe, that's just a, maybe maybe they felt if he was there, he couldn't be prepping the stuff for when she got there. Exactly. Like the helmets and exactly. all that kind of stuff. So they removed him and put Ularen in there. Exactly. I like Ularen anyways. That's he's yeah, you know, that's okay. a cool little yeah. touch. Yeah, so, I, know, I know Dave said at celebration that they really had to rush just to get this stuff out so i'm i'm sure a lot of it was not really finished finished yet right right so they're talking to ahsoka and bo-katan or basically they are talking to anakin and in in general kenobi and they hey you know we know where maul is this is a big deal we gotta we gotta go after him we need the republic's help and that of course is is nuts because there's a treaty with the with the Mandalorians that the Republic isn't going to interfere with their stuff. And then it's also nuts because Ahsoka is no longer part of the Jedi Order. So you got a couple goofy uh, roadblocks there for the help of the Republic. But regardless, they still take the meeting. They're they're intrigued enough that they want to meet with Bo-Katan, Lady Bo-Katan, and Ahsoka. So they invite them to their star cruiser. So. You know, am I missing anything before they before the the Mandalorian Gauntlet starfighter hits the ship? No, not really. Um, uh, uh, Anakin is like shocked, and he wants to. Where are you? What are you doing? What's happening? How are you? What's going on? And and Ahsoka's like, I'm fine. And she gets down to business, and this is the first time, and it happens a couple times. This is the first time you see he's like kind of hurt, yeah, because he he misses yeah. her and he cares about her so much, and. I think he probably feels like he failed her uh, and he is ready to reconnect and he's about to have a conversation with Obi-Wan talking about, oh, this was all the will of the force. This had to happen to her and he's he's trying to justify it and feel good about it, but she never wanted to be here in the first place. She she told Trace and Rafa, I'm scared this is going to lead me back to the Jedi. I don't right. want to inter- interact with the Jedi. She's doing what she has to do, what she thinks is the right thing. But you can tell that she and Anakin are not really in the same place right now. No, and that's a good point. You know, she Ahsoka over the duration of the Clone Wars has kind of been a balance point to Anakin and keeping Anakin in check or giving Anakin something to maybe hold on to or ground himself. And as we know what's about to happen, Anakin's going to lose everything. He doesn't have Ahsoka. He doesn't have that Padawan, that partner, that best friend. You know, he's got he's got Obi-Wan, but Ahsoka means something different to Anakin than Obi-Wan does. And what what could have happened? to Anakin had they had Ahsoka and Anakin never split or had that that separation because you're right you see the pain you see the hurt he's been abandoned Anakin's been abandoned and one of his biggest fears is losing those that he loves obviously with Padme that was what sent him over to the edge but he also lost Ahsoka which is an untold story in the cinematic universe that we're starting to see now happen in animation but it's interesting though because in that last episode with Trace and Rafa, she, you know, to your point, Kyle, she said, I'm afraid this is going to lead me back to the Jedi. It's going to bring me back into something I don't really want to be part of. But yet when they get in that meeting and they finally arrive and what we're going to talk about here in a minute, when they have the giant argument, Bo-Katan says, see, I told you this wouldn't work. So it was Ahsoka's idea. I'm going to assume it was Ahsoka's idea to go to Obi-Wan and Anakin and say, we need your help in that moment. So it's hard. Cause yes, they I didn't get have, it. they didn't have enough people for a siege. You know, Bokatan mm-hmm. said that they didn't really have right. another option. And I think she's saying, I told you it wouldn't work, but they, they needed something and right. it actually did work, you know? Yeah. So I, I agree <laughs> that it probably was her idea, but mm-hmm. I, I think she's, 
finding her way, like we saw in this last arc, she is not a Jedi, and we're going to dig into this a little bit more yeah. during that argument, but she still feels like it's her responsibility to do the right thing, and if the Jedi aren't going to be what they're supposed to or what people expect them to be or think they should be, then at least she can do her part to try and fill that role. So I I think she's putting the greater good ahead of herself in this instance, but at the same time, she's here for business. She's not trying to catch up with, with the boys and how you doing and that kind of right. thing. Right, right, right. Yeah. So here we are. We are now, we see Anakin and Obi-Wan walking into the hangar bay of the Star Destroyer, and we see that gauntlet starfighter uh, pull in through the, the beautiful sunroof or the uh, galaxy roof in this uh, this hangar here. And the, you know, the starfighter lands, the landing platform comes down, and then, of course, it's Ahsoka and Bo-Katan. But my favorite scene here, my favorite moment from the scene here is R2-D2 recognizing Ahsoka and just, oh, dude, that wide shot of R2 coming right to Ahsoka. I was, oh, another emotional moment the only for one. me. Yeah. So awesome. Very loyal. Very loyal. And that speaks to the, what we're going to get to with the loyalty of the clones. And R2 is a very loyal droid. And she, you know, touches him on the head, a la Luke Skywalker in uh, in Last Jedi. You know, another one. R2's just that loyal droid. Um, man, I love R2. But it's a nice juxtaposition to how, like, thirsty and vulnerable and just cringy Anakin was for her attention. Mm -hmm. And R2's, R2 is always just, like, doesn't give it's a just cool. And so hey, he's just up? like, hey, oh, I'm excited <laughs> to see you. And then, like, so I don't know if you guys noticed, but, like, as she's walking down the ramp and that scene was taking place, played the Force theme, which mm -hmm. was, a night, like, another one of yes. those cinematic setups that was really cool. Oh, so I called cool. it I called it Twin Sons in my, in my notes. Oh. Is, that, is that wrong? Is that the same thing? The, the um, I, think, I think both of those work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good. There you go. Well, you you're the expert. That's why I checked in. I like I that. No, I would give you credit for that. Yeah. Good. Okay. Good. So um, I, I do have one little thing as I started to mention it, but as Anakin and Obi-Wan are walking up right before they see Ahsoka, they're having that conversation and he says it all, it all makes sense now. If Ahsoka hadn't left the order, she wouldn't have been where she needed to be. And Obi-Wan's like, well, I guess that's, that's one way to see it, I guess, you know, yeah, kind of like that's true. maybe, maybe not. But I think Anakin has to believe this. He has to believe that it was out of his control and mm. that it was meant to be. And it's part of, you know, be, because it's something he's struggling with. And we've talked about it before in, I think, maybe the very first episode of this season where he, he's having secret meetings with Padme and, and keeping secrets from Obi-Wan. And he's getting all these chinks in his armor. All the He's getting right. cut down and cut down and cut down and cut down. And this is another example. It's a like you, coping you can mechanism. see. It's a yeah. coping mechanism for him. Because it's like getting dumped and then trying to say, well... She's got a lot on her mind right now. That's why she had to do it. Yeah, it, yeah. It's it's a coping mechanism. I don't remember what it, which one. But it, it's essentially what it is. Is he's saying, "Well, she had to do this," and that's his way of saying, "Yes, I'm still hurt that she left, but I'm right. trying to give her a reason as to why she left when we clearly know why she left." Um, right. But he feels hurt by it, I think, and he's trying to give his own coping mechanism. He's he's also not ready to admit that the the Jedi order is flawed in certain ways. He's still trying to be a true believer and he's conflicted and he's back and forth. And it, you know, it, that, he says it's the only way to look at it when Obi-Wan's like, I yeah. guess that's one way. It's the only way. Cause that's <laughs> the only way it works for him. That's the only way he right, can right. justify those things in his yeah. mind. 
Yeah. So there, this is a lot of, I love this. I love this insight here. This is good. This is good. And it just builds more emotion to the down, the downfall of Anakin. Love it. All right. So here we are. They're in the hangar and they take this meeting into a private room and we have Lady Bo-Katan. We have Ahsoka. We have Kenobi. We have Skywalker and they are going over the plan. Uh, well, maybe not the plan, but the, the plea for help on Mandalore from the Republic, because they know that the Sith Lord Maul, the renegade or what do they, they call them like a, was it wasn't renegade, but it's it was like something rogue, 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 rogue Sith or something rogue, rogue Sith, Sith Maul. Uh, yeah. She calls him a rogue Sith Lord, which oh, I, awesome. I kind of underlined because we had a debate about whether or not, uh, <laughs> that's he true. Was, he was, was Sith he a Lord. Lord? Because there's only, Cannon. there's only the rule of two, but like, <laughs> I think that means Eat, that means there's only two per group. If you're like I'm the, I'm the Sith oh. Lord, then you're the you're the Sith Lord until someone makes you not. Right. I think this is just a lack of understanding of the rule of two on Ahsoka's part. Oh. Not to mention, I think this is a Baby Yoda situation. We call him Baby Yoda because we don't know what Yoda species is. Okay. So you know, uh, he at last she saw him, he was a Sith Lord. But I mean, you know. I mean, at this point, he's a Sith Lord with an asterisk after the title. I think. I think he's a Sith Lord. Just the Emperor is true there. True and true. I think you're wrong, so that's cool. <laughs> Dooku is still alive at this point, right? Emperor's there. Dooku's still alive yeah, at this Dooku's point. Yeah, Dooku's still alive. Yeah. Asajj is still running around somewhere. Maul is running rogue. There's like four of them running around at this point. And so. those are the only ones we know about. Now, listen, I got a really quick question off top. I have located the renegade Sith Lord Maul. Sith renegade. Lord, right? Sith Lord. Oh, they, they call him a renegade. Yeah. yeah, okay, renegade. okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, here, so here's the thing. Um, a renegade, he's got it made. If they brought Dooku <laughs> back in this season, do you think he would still have the tiki head? Or do you think that they would animate him very close to Christopher Easter Reed? Island Dooku? Yes. <laughs> where, I know his where, beard where would be very sharp. <laughs> Yeah, very very sharp. <laughs> His head would be three feet tall. I mean, and I mean sharp like able to cut you, not sharp like looking good. <laughs> I mean, what do you what do you think they would do? You think they would bring him back with the big head for continuity? Give him or? a big head. I kind of like it. Yeah. Oh my god, I hate the it's big head. His big brain. It'd be a very detailed beard. Oh, I can't count. deal with big head Dooku. <laughs> well, you know, the gravity on Sereno is weird, so it kind of just, <laughs> just elongates their head. Pulls his yeah. chin down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's where oh, Sarah Jessica Parker's from. Yeah. So, oh, so <laughs> this messed one. up. Sorry. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> no, no, sorry. Let's move on. Move got, on. Move got on. Josh <laughs> taking a drink at that oh, moment. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right. So we got Lady Bo Katan. We got Ahsoka. We got Kenobi and Anakin. And they're matching outfits, which and are oh, so slick. Great character. Good on, good on Ahsoka mm-hmm. getting a costume change halfway through the season. Good, <laughs> Agreed. Like, and her Agreed. headband and Bo-Katan's headbands match. She's got like her battle armor, which matches the Dude. Night Owl armor. Very well, it's, slick. It, it's stitched. It's stitched just like a Mandalorian uh, plate is, right? They're, they're armor plates. And I got to just say this. If anyone, if anyone is listening or whatever, if... Once that gentle giant Ahsoka bust comes out, yes. let me know because I need I'm, it now. I'm watching. Like now all. that I've seen her in this in this outfit, I gotta get anything with it. Uh, it is just the coolest Ahsoka look. Is she's just a total badass? You're right. Well, Kyle, they, good call. They did well, release the pre order for the gentle giant, uh, 332nd trooper, which a lot of people were like, yes. "Dude, this is the 501st, just a repaint on the head." So they were a little disappointed with that. I'm wondering if they're gonna release this after the arc or maybe it was like a San Diego comic-con tie in. So I'm hoping, hoping it's coming soon. 
Yeah. Yeah. I got to get that Ahsoka bust though in this, in this outfit. It is just so killer. So killer. All right. So they are Bo-Katan and Ahsoka are making a plea to Obi-Wan and Anakin for the Republic's assistance because they know where the renegade Sith Lord Maul is and he is (laughs) on Mandalore. And it, they give a little explanation as to how they, you know, it, it was a nice tie into the Spice Girls arc where Ahsoka mentioned she was tracking Maul's movements. She was on Obadiah. Anakin was like, what? Yeah, this is a, this is another time where she cuts him off. She he's oh, like, yeah. you were, uh, what are you doing on Obadiah? And she's like, that's a long story and not really re- relevant right now. And Anakin is like, but I, I asked you, you're supposed to answer me. And he's still... He hasn't had this evolution that she's had. He's still been doing the same thing he always did, but she's been gone and changing and growing and she's not his Padawan anymore. And he's not, he's still not there yet. There, this is after she already cut him off when they were walking into this meeting and he's like, Hey, how's it going? And she's like, we can't catch up right now. We'll have to do it later. This is business. And he's like, yeah. So this is three, four times that she's shut him down. And he's like Josh said, he's like so thirsty to just like get her attention. And she's like, I'm not here for you. I'm here for the Mandalorians. So I, I want to watch this episode again, guys. I want to just go. I, I'm ready to watch it again. <laughs> like that whole that whole scene was so good. Uh, I just want to. Yeah. All right. So we but we're doing a recap show. I can't watch it right now. But uh, so. Okay. He's on Sundari. He's in the city of Sundari. Yes, on he's Mandalore. on. Yes. He'd only been there for two days, which was I found interesting. Which brings up something I, I have written down for later because Obi Wan is about to say at the end of this meeting, "I'll go inform the Jedi Council," but we already know in um, season five, episode sixteen, "The Lawless." I actually have that written down correctly. Um, that's when Obi-Wan was on Mandalore and Duchess Satine dies and Bo-Katan says, and I've like quoted this a thousand times on this show, but she says, go tell the Republic what happened. Mm -hmm. And he said, that's going to lead to a Republic invasion. Uh, But now he says in this episode, I'm going to go tell the Jedi council. So he obviously didn't. Right. But they Mm -hmm. both take place in the same year. um, And He's only, I guess, maybe only a few days ago. So maybe he just hasn't. But it seems like Darth Maul took over Mandalore is urgent news. Whether the Republic is going to invade or not, like the Jedi Council and and the Republic Senate needs to know these things. But I don't know why he's just now going to tell them after Bo-Katan has asked him for help now the second time. That's not 100% clear to me. Right. Well, they get into it a little bit. Obi-Wan mm-hmm. is doing the Jedi, the Jedi business of I got to go through this red tape. I got I got all this paperwork I got to do. I got these people I yeah. got to talk to. I can't just make this decision right now. And of course, you know, you get to read the desperation and urgency from Katie Sackoff, who voices Bo-Katan. I mean, really, you know, well acted again in this in this segment here. And there's definite urgency, but Obi-Wan is just like, yo, man, I got to talk to these people. I got to file he's this not, paperwork. He's not entirely wrong, through. though. You know, there's no, a, he's just doing the, his thing. He's just Mandalore's, doing his thing. Mandalore's, uh, they're, they're not a part of the Galactic Republic. They're independent. And, Hundred year you know, treaty. they have a peace treaty and the, the Galactic Republic is already involved in a right. huge war that they're having trouble sustaining. And this would lead to another one. So it's not, it's not like he's 
being a jerk by saying, I, we, we, I got to go talk to people and figure it out. It's not as simple no, as no, let's not just at all. go do it. You know? Not at all. Well, it's, it was interesting because she tried to make it personal and get in, get under his skin with this it. This is important. It's very important. He, she tried to make it personal by bringing in her sister. And she said, she says, yeah, there's no yeah. time. You got it? Yeah, I got it. Okay. Let's listen. All right, let's hit it. I will advise the Jedi Council of this development. There's no time. Maul's influence on Mandalore is destroying my people. He murdered their ruler. My sister. I thought she meant something to you. <laughs> Cuts deep. She did. And still does. But I cannot allow my feelings to cloud my judgment. The Council will decide what our course of action will be. Now that laugh Ooh. was not uh, was not part of that. That was me laughing out of emotion <laughs> during that, cuts that clip. Deep. This oh. is the exact choice that Anakin cannot make. He can't do it. He cannot what? avoid letting his feelings cloud his judgment. It's it's totally. And and in, I'm pretty sure in the next in universe like 48 hours, that's about to come to a head for him. Agreed. Agreed. Brutal. Brutal. All right. So Obi-Wan splits, he takes off, Anakin and, and Bo-Katan's pissed, She's, she leaves, I told you this was a waste of time, and she splits from Ahsoka and Anakin, then Ahsoka and Anakin have a really um, personal moment there where they finally get, you know, just a moment alone where they can kind of talk to each other, and that was a really great scene, I don't know if, if any of you have anything pulled from that, but it was just a nice moment. That They're walking down shows. this hallway, and they keep getting saluted by all the clones, and and Ahsoka says, well, they sh they shouldn't salute me anymore since not since I left the order. Yeah, and he says, yeah. it doesn't matter to them. Loyalty means everything. I to got the that clones. clip too. Yeah, let's take a listen to that. They shouldn't salute me anymore. Not since I left the order. It doesn't matter to them. It's a sign of respect. They know what you went through for them day after day, battle after battle. Loyalty means everything to the clones. So that was after he said that, hey, I got to show you something. I got a surprise for you. So they were in that briefing room and he says, I got to show you something. Then they start walking down the hallway and then uh, she gets saluted by all those clones. But yeah, you're right. That was, uh, that was awesome. You know, and they're showing you again that, sorry, I'm cutting you guys off, but that, that Anakin, he already decided. He's like, Ahsoka's yeah. coming. Maul's there. Paint your armor. We're going. <laughs> Totally. And totally. Obi-Wan is like, well, even though this is important to me and it probably is the right thing. And the woman I loved was killed because of this guy. And I have this huge vendetta. He also killed my master. Still, I'm going to go talk to the council and see right. what the right, right thing to do is. And it's like another where they just they just cannot. Anakin just can't do what he's supposed to. He just follows his heart too much and it it ends up biting him. Right. I was watching a recap video that it showed that um, like loyalty is important to the clones. And then it did the SpongeBob like two days later. <laughs> and then it showed them like oh, gunning murder. down Jedi. That's, that's <laughs> what I was just going to say was it's it cut. That's made that makes it even worse that he, how he delivered that line and says it that way. And then, you yeah. know, they're about to flip on him and they're they're clueless. They're just absolutely clueless. They think these clones just follow them blindly and they're loyal and it's it's unreal. Yeah. Yeah. So so they're walking down the hallway. We have that moment of dialogue and then they move into a hangar where we get the reveal 
of Woo. the the painted armor. Oh, oh man. man. <laughs> It's brought yes. literal tears to my eyes. Well, I've been th- waiting to see this for years. Yes. Yep. Years. Yes. So what was interesting, I got to watch it with my fiance, who isn't, uh, she's not as hardcore, not even close as hardcore as we are. She watched this for the first time. Dude, she teared up during that scene, not having the full emotional context that we have or the, you know, our personal feelings towards it. She teared up because it was so beautiful. It was just a beautiful shot and an homage to see these, these soldiers paint their armor in the, in the visage of their former commander, or in, in this case, who they still consider a commander. And, you know, Ahsoka's walking up and down the, the, the ranks of the troops, and then she encounters Rex, and Rex has his helmet off. I love and this. They have a little moment of dialogue here, which I'm going to share. My job's a little crude, but we think it gets the idea across. Glad to have you back, Commander. Rex, thank you, but you don't have to call me Commander anymore. Sure thing, Commander. Oh, it's so good. So <laughs> good. I love it. <sighs> so they, then Obi-Wan comes in at some point after they have this moment, and they just start, they're just jabbering again, just having some conversation, and... There's, there's one thing I think you're about to skip, because... Anakin, he teases oh, that little more. box, hey, I, and he's I have like, "One more surprise for you." Yeah, yeah, I've got one more, and they do that that little flourish of the the Force theme, right? Yes, or I would have yes. called it Twin Suns, but um, <laughs> uh, no, is that wrong? What is it, Josh? It's Yoda's Was theme. It? It's Yoda's okay. theme. Yep. But it was like a half a measure. And yes. then they cut back. Yes. Oh, no, you know what? Yoda's theme is when he actually opens the box mm-hmm. and gives her the sabers. Okay. So we'll have to rewatch right. and see who yeah. was right then on that one. I, I might have had it. So you're Probably right. Not, he, though. He, he pulls out the wooden box. I got one more surprise for you. And as he's about to open it, the, the alarm goes off. Like the, the, the war right. alarm. Like the battle, the uh, battle stations, everyone get, you know, get to it. So we don't get to see the reveal. Obviously, we all know what, what's in there. And it only delayed it about 30 seconds. Yeah. But yeah. I thought it was a cool little cut. Like right when we're like, oh, she's about to get those sabers. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, but then it set the, it set the table the for Revenge of the Sith. Here's it the set the table. The, yeah. So we have Obi-Wan who runs into the hangar and uh, is like, yo, dude, everything's going crazy. We got to go. And here's this a little line great. real quick. Ties yes, into Revenge of the Sith. About the Chancellor. Shock T has been sent to protect him, but Master Windu has lost contact with him. So that sets right up into Revenge of the Sith. Uh, well, it, that, was mean, a, that was a cut scene. Yes. So from yeah, Revenge of the That was the cut scene. scene that wasn't in there. So that was a great tie-in using yes. something that wasn't actually used in the film. Yes. So I love that. And obviously there's a bunch of havoc and chaos and things going on in the hangar and you don't know how they're going to eventually get Ahsoka their troops. And there was that moment where, you know, in the midst of this chaos, Obi-Wan's like, yeah, we're about an hour out. We'll get this thing done. And um, then Ahsoka's like, well, I still need help. I still need help. What are you going to do for me? Well, you're not in the Jedi Council, or you're not in the Jedi. Do you have order this anymore. argument, the audio for the argument between Ahsoka and Obi Wan? Yeah, so good. So let's roll this up. So Ahsoka's like basically felt looking for so help bad for Kyle, and um, Obi Wan's like, "Yeah, man, like you're not part of the order." So this kind of leads into that. So that's it. You're going to abandon Bo-Katan and her people. Ahsoka, surely you understand. This is a pivotal moment in the Clone Wars. The heart of the Republic is under attack. I understand. 
that as usual you're playing politics. This is why the people have lost faith in the Jedi. I had too, until I was reminded of what the Order means to people who truly need us. Right now, people on Coruscant need us. No, the Chancellor needs you. Mm. That's not fair. I'm not trying to be. Oh, damn, dude. Get it. So good. <laughs> so, you know, good. and I, I think it's worth noting that she's not, when the you is not Obi-Wan, the you is the Jedi Order. For sure. For is playing sure. politics. He's just the one in front of her right then, you know, and I think at, because I, I don't think she has personal feelings to Obi-Wan like that. She loves Obi-Wan. Yeah. Just like she does Anakin, but she is recognizing. And and really, Yoda is recognizing it too. Obi Wan is probably recognizing it. But the Jedi Order cannot exist the way they are because they're at the same time con contradicting and trying to uphold their own ideals, mm -hmm. and it just can't be done. Yeah, and and he's he's trying to do the right thing and do the right Jedi thing, but she's basically calling them on their bullcrap. Agreed. Agreed. Well said. So I, that scene was incredible. Great dialogue. Great delivery. This is just. Oh, I mean, <laughs> this his, is his parting line so was good. fantastic as he's walking away. Well, that one. Okay. Once so they yeah, figure so, out what they're doing. Well, yes. Yeah. So then they figure out, okay, well let's, we can't promote Ahsoka to commander cause she's no longer part of the order. We, she can't command the troops. So let's promote captain Rex to commander, which is like, Oh dude, that was awesome. I was like, finally. Genius. And this is all Anakin's plan, by the way, Anakin just on the spot made all this up, which was super Making cool. up a compromise. Oh, he was so good. Yeah. And so they're going to split the five Oh first and half of them are going to go with Ahsoka, half are going to go with Obi-Wan and, and, and Anakin to the uh, where, where the Chancellor's being held on Grievous's ship. And um, so we, you know, at this point, um, what? Uh, help me out, guys. I'm trying. I'm I think I just mentioned on the last episode why that's why um, Captain Rex had never been promoted to commander previously because that, yeah. Ahsoka was already around. But that, so Rex and... The 332nd. Who remembers the name of the the commander of the 332nd? Um, mm. She addresses him by name once or twice. I, I can't don't. You talk about later on. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. Remember. Not. You're not talking about Vaughn. That's yeah. Cap Vaughn. Cap Captain Vaughn. Yeah. 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 So Rex and Vaughn in the 332nd yeah. go with Bo-Katan and Ahsoka, and uh, Anakin and and Obi Wan are hightailing it back to Coruscant to get right into the middle of that battle that we see at the beginning of uh, Sith. So yeah, we're about to get onto what is, I think one of like the best action sequences I've ever seen in definitely an animated TV show, maybe <laughs> any TV show. So like, yeah. this is like game of Thrones, like this yeah, yeah, uh, when yeah, they are yeah. approaching and literally sieging Mandalore is it's like Game of Thrones level production, and it's amazing. It's so, beautiful. So before we get to this most incredible, amazing battle scene, which I totally agree. Once again, I got goosebumps as you're talking. Obi does have a parting line. So we make the mm -hmm. plan to split up the, the, the troops. But then Obi, before he walks out, he, he <laughs> says this. One other thing. I killed Maul once. Just to capture him. He doesn't seem to stay dead. That's great. That was That's awesome. cool. That's I the truth, that. man. Super cool. And then now we're now it's invasion time. Now it's siege time. And Kyle, you are totally right. Cinematic, animated, or otherwise, this I didn't tear up 
until we got to this scene. And it, there was a moment in the scene, which we'll talk about, but you do get to see all of these ships now approach Mandalore and they break into the surface. They have all the gunships and, and, you know, we got the gauntlet starfighter that's, that's in the bat in the siege with them. And there is like no prep time there. They are battle yeah. mode. They Go are right battle mode. And there's that great conversation between Almec and Bo-Katan too. Oh yeah. Um, where he, he, she says, your time has come. We know you are Maul's puppet and we're coming <laughs> so for good. him. You know? And she was and, quiet. She was real quiet, like really cold, you know. And, she's over it. Yeah. She's uh, over what is, it. Almec says go. something like the people won't the people won't stand for it or something like that. Like Yeah, you'll believe. lose the, the respect of the people or what and she's like, I'm fine with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that was cold. That was cold. Ahsoka, Ahsoka says she like gets this smirk. She says, Well, you're nothing like your <laughs> sister. <laughs> That's sort of true. Oh, yeah. so good. So yeah, they're in the inside of the gunship when they have that conversation, and then they get into atmosphere and starts popping off right oh, then, pretty much. Yep. Yeah, all, you know, you see, but then it has that cutscene with Gar Saxon, right? So Gar, all Mech's like, "Yo, dude, we're being invaded," and then Gar Saxon, who I mean, with just. His- Awesome five o'clock shadow, man. Yeah. Well, that's what I said last night in live chat. He looked like 15 years older in this episode than he did during Rebels, which takes he's, place he's 15 like, years he's after. Like gray and, he's like gray in Rebels. He's grizzled. I mean, yeah, he's but gray. he's not as like gnarly. I mean, he no. looked pretty beat up in this episode. But regardless, he still looked cool, cool as hell. I mean, he looked a great look. Garsex, we've already talked about this. Great look, great armor. And he was like, yeah, we haven't had a fight like this in a long time. You know, and it was like, oh, damn, it's about well, he, to go down. He asked him if he's ready, too. He's like, are you <laughs> yeah, ready for dude. this? Because I, I think he thinks just like we did that Olmec's like, uh, he's he's not really that guy. He's probably not the <laughs> yeah, front dude. lines type of fella. So that was super awesome. And then we have all these gunships heading into atmosphere. And then you have the anti-aircraft missiles and, and bombs coming at them. And they're blowing up the gunships. And it's just like a total invasion but it's like oh i mean it's so well done but that for like they first popped out of the back of the gunship and you got a first person view yes flying like through the air with like rockets just yes. zipping by your head and then all of a sudden mandal the maldalorians let's call them what they are maldalorians come up from behind just shooting yeah and they you just zip right past them and it was a great shot it was a great shot all those shots are incredible i also love how I'm I'm pretty sure one ship gets shot down and immediately the Mandalorians bail out. They're like, forget this. I'm using my jetpack. I'm like yeah, taking my, my right. life in my own hands. That's true. That's true. We hope you're enjoying the Clone Wars recap show on the Star Wars Friends. Subscribe to the Star Wars Friends for weekly episodes featuring the latest news, in-depth analysis, fan questions, and conversation on Season 7 of The Clone Wars. Don't forget, leave us a review on whatever podcast app you're listening on. Now, back to the Star Wars Friends. So all of this is going down, and Bo-Katan at one point was like, what are you waiting for? We got to get out there. And she drops the back of the gunship, and she she heads out right away. And then Ahsoka and Rex have probably my favorite line of dialogue in this in this episode. Let me go ahead and play this. This is right after Bo-Katan drops out of the gunship here. Sorry, I didn't think to bring you a jetpack. Don't need one. Race you to the surface. 
So you can hear how loud those explosions are, right? Like that took over. Like that's how well done the audio was because they're in the middle of a war. You shouldn't have to hear, you know, that clarity. But you get to you get Rex's laugh at the end there. Just loves it. Like, you know, he's a warrior. He loves that stuff. It's crazy. He and Ahsoka have played this game before. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And here and here's what I was talking about in the live chat last night was the music for this segment as soon as yes. she drops out the back of the ship is almost it's it's different, but it's the same overture piece of music as as she's going from ship to ship fighting these mandos yeah. as what's going on on Coruscant with Obi and Anakin in the ETA starfighters oh, zipping yeah, yeah, over yeah. the droid ships. So that's where it's supposed to like tie in. Yeah, wow. I read that that's supposed to imply that those things are happening yes. happening simultaneously. Wow. I yeah. love it. Was, I don't know, yeah. cool. I don't know that that's necessarily different. confirmed or not. But. Yeah, but it's a little bit different, but that overture is the same music, so I think it's supposed to lead you in that direction. Guys, can you believe we're here? Can you believe we're doing this? <laughs> Barely. <laughs> this is incredible. Goosebumps. This is that was so the, incredible. Goosebumps. Yeah. That was also a callback to another time when they were climbing up as opposed to going down and she says to Rex, I'll race you to the top. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, cool. Cool. Here she's racing him to the surface. That's so, that's where his little chuckle they've like done this. <laughs> I'll, I'll beat you there, kind of thing. So she's jumping from ship to ship. You get all this really cool Mandalorian jetpacks so cool. going on. Uh you know, she's cutting down people's jetpacks or squirreling out like Boba Fett and Return of the Jedi, which I said last night led it cre- <laughs> led credence to Boba Fett not being that much of a bum since it's happening happening to all these Mandalorian warriors. Uh but Ahsoka is just mowing people down and then she gets onto a gunship that the pilot can't get out. He's stuck and they're about to crash into this this superstructure. And she really releases him and he like gives this funny like thanks commander and then just flies out in his little you know ejection seat ejection, that was pretty yeah. cool and then you know she rode that crashing ship yeah. right down to the surface and here she, it is she also did those awesome superhero like, landing superhero where landing. she swings in and, and does the like splits to kick oh, the two the guys kick, yeah. and she does the force push with the kick behind her that was all in the trailer from celebration Super like awesome. these these great little cut fight scenes as she's on the way down. Super awesome. And then my favorite scene from the entire peak Ahsoka. You're right. No question. Well, this, so this is where I got emotional. So this, this whole scene, and then she does jump from that gunship onto the platform. She does that superhero landing, but she, she sticks her lightsabers into the platform. Drags them in the ground. Always awesome. And then the look that she gave in the camera, the look of determination as she's facing off to the Mandalorians, that was when it all hit. And Josh, you're right. That was peak Ahsoka. That is that is the scene I have been waiting years to see in totality. Is her demonstrating to her best abilities, her power as a Jedi, as a warrior, and we got to see it in one three minute segment. That is just like, I mean, it. That's when I teared up when she landed on the platform, had that look, the explosion, and I'm like, oh my god, this is so well done. It was so well done. It. And in this episode, we see that she is not only the moral high ground who's saying, calling out the Jedi on their corruption and saying, we have to do the right thing, save, liberate this free planet from their oppressor. And then in the next scene, she is the first one down there on the front lines. You know what I mean? She's not like, she's not sitting in an ivory tower. She's also not like the the mindless warrior. She's the total package. She's standing up for good for good's sake. And then she's the first one on the lines leading the charge saying, follow me. Right. Right. So, 
<sighs> yeah, you're getting everything. You're getting everything out of her in this episode. So now we now we're in the ground assault phase of the siege. And this is just going ballistic. You got Mandalorians everywhere wearing the mall, the mall armor, which is just really cool. I mean, just let's just say it. I mean, yeah, they're the enemies in this episode, but that armor is pretty sweet. It's pretty cool. The, Gar- ye- the Gar- yellow Saxon's visors. His, yellow uh, visors. Yeah. Oh, Saxon. Yes. Yeah, horns attached horns. to his helmet. Oh God. It's they're really cool spikes. Look. He could, he could probably kill yeah, their weapons. They're totally weapon. Yeah. 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 And that leads you to believe like, or not lead you to believe, but leads you to think about the armor and the Mandalorian and not totally dissimilar. Yeah, I mean that's an interesting look. Uh, I'm I'm kind of wondering how that plays out in the Mandalorian. So, ground assault, all hell breaks loose, and they basically, you know, and I might be missing something. You guys can you guys can jump in if you want. Well, they, but I think it's the they're giving them more than they expected. The Mandalorians and Gar Saxon, and they didn't expect them to put up quite as much of a fight. They probably didn't expect the Night Owls to have. Uh, the 332nd and a Jedi For back sure. in them either. So sure. they're they're kind of doing better, um, and they're pushing them back, and they're pushing them back, and and the Maul's Mandalorian troops they kind of retreat to they retreat, their they yeah. they call it the the sub level or the the under something like that the undercity. Under yeah, it's it's basically the lower levels yeah. of Coruscant, but Mandalore's Mandalore's version, um, and that's where Bo Katan says, "All right, I'm gonna go." To all I mech. guess like the the throne room yeah, or whatever yeah. to get all mech. Confront all you mech, yeah. follow them down there and see. Um, surely they're going to Maul, and then so cool. That's where she goes to. Bo Katan goes to whoop his butt. That was awesome, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he put sh- up a little bit of a fight. The shot but. of her hitting him in the ribs multiple times. Yeah, was fantastic. And you can hear it crunch a little bit. Like oh. you know, she inflicted some damage. That was awesome. Yeah, that was well. We talked about it. I, I didn't expect Almec to even put up any fight. I thought yeah. he was just gonna get kicked in the stomach and he was done. But Still he was a Mandalorian, I guess. Yeah, he had the training. He had the you know the Mandalorian warrior training. He he definitely held up his own for a small amount of time. But yeah, Bo-Katan is just elite. She's next level. Yeah. I just want to take this moment that we're talking about Almec to to point out what a, a argument I was trying to make the other night that you guys weren't really hearing, and <laughs> our only source, so our only in canon source of Boba Fett not being a Mandalorian is comes from Almec's lips, and if if he is this guy that no one likes, that is Maul's puppet, I don't think that necessarily makes him the most historically accurate source and you never know he might have he might have had some personal vendetta with Django Fett and so he doesn't like Django Fett so he takes that opportunity to say ah he's not a real Mandalorian he's just a a bounty hunter like whatever whatever so I'm just saying like we could there could be a way to retcon that that like all, you know, it's just like it's just like when when Kylo was like, "Your parents are nobody." That's yeah. true. Well, obviously, her parents yeah. weren't nobody. Did you know how much um, I got for know. that when I when I was talking about Kylo Ren deceiving Ray, and then all these like hardcore, but this only deal in absolute, so he didn't lie. He didn't lie to her, and it's like, dude, what do you? It's crazy. So sorry. Thank you. Sith's for only Kylo deal in was absolutes, never a Sith. and only Sith's deal in absolutes are. That's how English works. Those are two very different things. <laughs> but that's like a whole other also Kylo Ren is not a Sith right that's what that was my whole argument that was my whole argument never a so Sith. anyways I, that was a total subtopic also yeah. they had no idea what they were doing between 
episode like seven and eight and eight and nine. So yeah, yeah, well said. Oh yeah, well said. All right, this is true. I get you, Josh. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I like that, Josh. That's good. Uh, so I don't. They're all trash. The the oh Fets are God, trash. Stop it. All right, so the Fets are not the Kardashians of the Star Wars galaxy, bro. So they're, they're not just, that bad. But yeah. All right. All right. They're so, bad. So. No, that's the, that's the Windows actually. <laughs> trash, man, trash master, dead ass. Fired at trash master. This is getting Windows. crazy. This is getting crazy. All right, all Matt got his ass kicked, and um, Bo-Katan is you know she she took over the th- throne room. That is phase one of the siege of Mandalore. So take the he ruler. says he says to her, you you brought a Jedi, but you brought the wrong one. Wrong one. The wrong Jedi. The clearly a setup for Obi Wan. Oh, well, that's it. basically Maul's whole plan mm-hmm. since he got cut in half. That's his yes. whole goal. Vengeance. Kenobi. Vengeance. <laughs> so that is a great line. But you, then you know, like, oh, all right, Ahsoka's going to get into it now. There, nothing, ever, nothing good ever happens in the sub-levels or the sewers or the tunnels or the underbelly. So you're like, all How right, do you think man. all those people that live there feel, Chris? <laughs> like Trace and Rafa? It's tough to be uh, poor. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness. All right. Poor I don't, I gotta say as far as I love this fight in the throne room with Bo-Katan and Olmec and all the other Mandalorians, but I have never understood when you're wearing full battle armor and then engage in a fist fight. That doesn't <laughs> seem like And why you punch the helmet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like when the football players get in a fight with their helmets on and start punching each other. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. No, no, no. So <laughs> I'm going to break my hands at you. I don't yeah. Know. Well, I mean, they may have really good gloves. They may have best guard gloves. It could be. Best yeah, guard yeah. armor punching gloves. Sure. <laughs> so we are now in the tunnels. And of course, Ahsoka is leading her troops through the tunnels. And they're just trying to get to wherever they got to get. And they're trying to track down those Mandalorians. And you kind of see that fun, like the Mandalorians peeking around the corner. And you know that they're right, like just right around, right around the corner, ready to assault. And right. Right when they're walking in that tunnel, you get a cool shot of the backs of the clones and you can see the small, I mentioned this last night, if you already heard that, sorry, but the small jetpacks from Rebels and then they also have the bigger like kind of tube jetpacks that that you see more often in the older stuff. So I think it was another, like we've said in these previous eight episodes, another bridge between um, the Clone Wars universe and the Rebels. So well done. So well done. So then they Ahsoka's troops get ambushed. I mean, let's just let's just say it. she just gets ambushed by Rook. It's a trap. By Rook. Really yeah. Yeah, it's a trap. Goodbye, uh, Captain Vaughn. And they they get annihilated. I mean, all of Ahsoka's troops get get mowed down in these tunnels. And Ahsoka is basically left on her own and ends up into like a large sewer chamber, which to me, very reminiscent of Shadows of the Empire video game. So if, uh, you know, I don't know if that's a game that anyone remembers very well, but that type of structure that they end up in was very Shadows of the Empire uh, sewer structure. And she is now surrounded by Mandalorians. They come from all the different directions in the tunnels. And all of a sudden you hear some clanking and some mechanical clanking and you get the silhouette, a little silhouette of a man. I see a little silhouette of a man. Uh, and then we all know who it is, but this is the dude. Next. Sam Whitworth oh, is a legend. Ready? Take a listen. I was hoping for Kenobi. Why are you here? 
had to add in that swell at the so end because that was so good. Oh, spitting venom. He's so mad. He hates Obi Wan <laughs> so much. I was hoping for Kenobi. Why? It's like so good to even just try to say it like he says it, man. Oh, it's so good. The music that's playing there is a nod to the music when he first appeared in Phantom Menace in the hologram. Mm. Um, when you know the the no, there are two of them. <laughs> that that scene, like that. Oh, I'll tell you what, God. though, the the end of this episode after that was fantastic. No music. Oh just yeah, the just hum. It goes yes. dark, and the hum of Ahsoka's lightsabers. It was such a good cliffhanger. Oh, and she is just so staring him right in the eyes. No fear. She's completely surrounded and she's ready to go. Yeah. yeah. Oh. oh, all right. Final thoughts on this episode, because we can dissect and dissect and dissect. But I mean, are we ready for are we ready for number two? Do we not want to do we not? Does anyone not want to see episode two? You just want to pass. Wait, OK, <laughs> I know Josh wanted to wait until the whole arc was over to watch it all together. I've so seen he's that from people. That, but I've seen yeah, that I, from people. Yeah, I saw a couple of people posting that they didn't want to see spoilers because they were going to do that. And I, I wish I had the willpower, but I'm I, just going to have to do it mm. on the back end after I've already watched them all one at a time. So. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm going to do. Uh, I do. Same way. I do have one thing that I'm, I'm sure was done intentionally and there has to be some purpose behind it, but I don't really know what it is. Uh, sorry. That's my dog shaking his head. Um, <laughs> as, as they're leaving, um, as they're splitting up and Obi-Wan and Anakin are going to go to Coruscant and Ahsoka and Bo-Katan are going to go to Mandalore. Oh, Obi-Wan, uh, Ahsoka says, I'm okay with taking the 332nd as long as that's okay with Obi-Wan. And I think she's showing that she still has respect for him, even though they had that disagreement or whatever. And he says, yeah, that's fine. And then he says, may the force be with you. And she says, may the force be with you. And he leaves and she and Anakin have a little conversation. And then as he's leaving, they say good luck to each other, which I thought was kind of weird. Um, Why did they choose to say good luck instead of may the force be with you? And wh- okay. why did they make a point of that difference? I loved it. I thought it was just, uh, I thought it was a nod that, you know, she acknowledged that she was no longer part of the Jedi order. I mean, I, I just thought That's it was, I uh, yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was I don't smart. know though, be, but don't you think Ahsoka is still like, she still feels like she's one with the force. She still uses the force. She, I, I think she's disillusioned with the Jedi order, not with, the power of the force or the force within her or her ability to be one with the force or anything like that. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe it is as simple as that, but yeah. It's a good question for Dave. Yeah, it is. Questions for him. <laughs> so if there's, if there's nothing else, let's, uh, let's peek ahead to the fin. Well, I'm finale. sorry. I do have one last. Yeah. Thing. Hit us. Hit and us. Man. I think this one's really good. Sure. As, uh, so they say good luck to each other and she turns around. That was mind you. That's the last thing they're ever going to say to each other. Yeah. As Ahsoka okay. and Anakin. Yes. In, in I, yes. Before he's Darth Vader. I made that uh, point to my fiance. I let her know. I said, that's the last moment they're going to see it. each other. Yep. Okay. We thought it was when she left the order and it's not. It was that. But also oh. right after he turns around and those doors close again, like I was talking when Anakin first saw her, she gets this look on her yep. face and yep. she's concerned. And I don't know why I'm, but I'm assuming she 
either felt like that was the last time they were ever going to see each other in that capacity, or she felt some kind of darkness around him or a glimpse of his future that she didn't really understand. But you see, and they, they do a close shot on her face right after he leaves. She has this look on her face that I think is worth paying attention to. If you yeah, it. yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Those are good points, Kyle. Uh, I, yeah, that is something I, I did not. I did not write notes for this episode. I've been I've been very busy, and I definitely would have interjected those because they were definitely moments I pointed out to my fiance, who, like I said earlier, doesn't have the emotional and uh, and and kind of personal connections to this. But let's look ahead. Let's look ahead to the next few episodes here. People are counting on us. The galaxy is counting on us. Solo, we'll figure it out. We'll use the force. That's not how the force works. Oh, really? You're cold? So I don't have, here, I'm blank. I'm a blank slate. I got nothing to add because I don't want to, because I am making the purposeful choice to stay uh, mindless about this because I was so incredibly pleased with the writing and tie-ins of this episode that I don't, outside of the inevitable Order 66 and how that's going to, how that's going to push Ahsoka into hiding and isolation. I don't know. Or if I don't know, I don't know if I want to even think about anything else. I just want to be pleasantly surprised. So I haven't really put a lot of thought into what's to come. I just want, I just want to have the same emotions I had for this episode. And I want to get all four of these episodes and watch them in one cinematic view. And I hope Disney plus gives us that honor that we can uh, watch it as a cinematic piece. I just, it's just, I, this was such an emotional and uh, incredible experience to have as a lifelong Star Wars fan, and I want to keep that going into the next few episodes. So I do hope that we get to see Order 66 and how Ahsoka uh, does move into isolation. I think that that was going to be an emotional separation between her and Rex uh, if we get to even see it. I don't even know what's going to happen. So, And if you guys have predictions, let's hear them. I just, I just want to kind of stay mindless about the next few weeks. I have a couple of things I'd like to see. I'd, I'd like to see um, Caleb Doob, uh, Kane and Jarrus, whatever you want to call him. I'd like to see how that Doom. goes down at, um, at order 66, even if it's just a three second shot yeah. of yeah. him running away, something I'd like to see it. Um, we, we know Rex heard about the chip in his mm. head in that's going to trigger order 66. So, um, I'm interested to see how that comes to a head because we know there are a, at least a handful of clones that remove theirs and, yeah. and don't participate in Order 66. And then I would like a touch more information on why Obi-Wan waited to tell about Maul being on Mandalore because he already knew and where that name Fulcrum came from and how, oh. how uh, Anakin and... and and Saul came up with that particular name and the meaning behind it and stuff like that. Maybe that's something that comes out in the Cassian Andor series. Where it's, he has cool. some, yeah, he has some exposition about how Fulcrum came to be. You know, someone's like, "Yo, mm -hmm. man, what's up with that nickname?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'll tell you about it." I mean, that's I, and then I, he shoots. I him. just like to hear eventually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a lot of places they can go because I feel like they're they have a lot of time left, and I think that. 
for the most part, the siege is done. I mean, with with the exception mm. of Maul's, Maul and his couple people he has in the tunnel, they've pretty much, it seems like they've taken everybody else out. Does it not? I mean, that was my, that was my thought. Call. Like, yeah. they took the throne room, you know. Um, so th- I think they, they have a lot of room left to to get into more stuff. Okay, I that's think. good. Yep. More yeah. than I was expecting. You're right, because you right here at the end of the very first of the four episodes, she's face-to-face with Maul. So you got to think that they're about to have their showdown pretty soon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would say episode two. I would say episode two. It's going to go down. Well, and they seize the throne room pretty quickly, and they know where she went, so they can send reinforcements down pretty quick, probably, yeah. I would assume. Um, but the chips is what I want to see. Where where does that come into play? Is it, you know, mm. is it something that will happen in this arc, or <laughs> did he and Gregor and... Wolf already mo- removed theirs and that right. we just didn't see that and we don't know about it. And that's going to be like a big twist when, you know, she feels order 66 maybe happening and she's with Rex, but yeah. knows yeah. and she's kind of expecting it maybe, but you know, he, he doesn't execute it. I don't know. Well, and I think it I mentioned this twist. in a previous, in a previous episode, but they made a point many, many times today or not today, but, Friday <laughs> saying how um how she is not a part of the order she's not yeah. a yeah. part of yeah. the grand army of the republic so how does order 66 affect her i know she goes into hiding because she's a force user and she was a jedi and she doesn't want to get caught by vader or an inquisitor or anything like that right, but right. um when they initiate order 66 are the clones going to immediately turn on her or does it not count for her because she's not right she's a she's a consultant oh damn damn it's i don't know it's interesting too if you if you read the the canaan uh comic right there's an interesting twist in the canaan comic concerning order 66 and what happens after some time expires um it, I found that very interesting because I don't think, and I can't remember the two's uh, gray and I don't remember her is gray and something where the two uh, clones under um, Depa Balaba's command that basically are trying to hunt her down mm-hmm. um, after order 66 happens and they're trying to hunt down Caleb. Sorry, not Depa. Um, but there's, there's an interesting twist there that happens that I don't think involves the chips. Okay. Yeah. This is going to be interesting, guys. This is going to be this is going to be wild. Do you think they're going to throw that bounty hunter episode in episode 2 just to for this? Yeah, Chris, that's <laughs> definitely going to happen and probably it's probably a guarantee. 100%. <laughs> this this next episode does like goes somewhere else it doesn't even pick up yeah. on the fight. It'll be all right. Boba Fett. Fett. It's Boba Fett's dead. It's Boba Fett's dead. What happened? What happened? <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, that's so good. All right, yeah. guys, we've we've definitely oh, this has been emotional. Let's Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Let's blow this thing and get out of here. Huh? Yep. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. You got a really good feeling about this. It's a marathon, not a sprint. It's a marathon, it's not a sprint. That's why I keep reminding myself here. Uh, This is crazy. Ah, 
Man, lots to unpack. We did a lot of unpacking, and I just cannot wait for the remainder of the Siege of Mandalore arc here. The final episodes of the Clone Wars ever. Final episodes ever. It's crazy. So thanks for breaking it down with me. Uh, (laughs) This is good. I hope that everyone listening, um, you know, you know where to find us. SW Friends Show on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can find us on YouTube now for our live chats. You can email our show, show at StarWarsFriends.com. We want to hear what you have to say about Clone Wars Siege of Mandalore arc. I want to hear from you, the listener. I mean, this is important. We want to get your point of view. We want to get your, your thoughts. Maybe you're picking up on something that we haven't. I mean, we've already explored so many different angles here and they're just giving us so much. And if you picked up on something or you just want to let us know how you feel, hit us up. Show at StarWarsFriends.com and we would love to read your comments or send us in a voice uh, voice memo. We'll play your voice memo on our show. We would love that. And I uh, just want to loop back to the beginning of the show. You know, let's not forget Podchasers giving money to charity. We want to help people out during the quarantine time, COVID-19 era. And every review on our show on Podchaser garners 25 cents towards Meals on Wheels. And we would love to reply to your review. So please hit us up on there. Oh, boy. I think we're probably going to do another live chat this upcoming Saturday. We'll, we'll post something on social and uh, ask you guys Maybe what Maybe we can time. try morning and do it over our coffee instead oh, of the night and our cocktails. You know? I like this. Okay. Because I'm a morning person. Okay. We'll put that up at SW Friends Show. We'll put a poll up as we do every week and ask you when you want a live chat with us. I think a coffee... Yeah, let's get let's get an early time because those those folks over in Europe that listen to us, you know, a yeah. lot of them stayed up super late yeah. for uh, for our late night. Let's yeah, let's do an early one. So we'll put up a couple times and see what you think. Keep an eye out at SW Friends Show. We've hit the twelve hundred friends mark on Twitter, so thank you to all of our new friends on SW Friends Show at our Twitter. So thank you for that. Speaking of Twitter, you can find me at known as Chris. Where can they find you guys? This is Josh, and I'm Battle of Taneb on Instagram and Twitter. I'm Justin. You can find me at I am the Bendu on Twitter. This is Kyle, and I am KB underscore Legend on Twitter and Instagram, and probably anything else. Heck yeah. I want to give a shout out real quick to all the Star Wars makers. We didn't do a maker segment this week because we knew that Siege of Mandalore is going to be pretty heavy. But I do want to give a shout out to Fulcrum Dawn. And thanks to Christina once again for jumping on our live chat show yesterday. That was a lot of fun. Want to give a shout out to Rebel Art Empire, Lantern Pins, Luminous Beans, LTD, and Spice Tag, all of our former makers of the week. Josh, who was that one? Who was the maker of the stickers that you had earlier today? That's Electric Ink Studio. Electric Ink Studios. Check them out. Those stickers are insane. They got an Amidala that Josh showed me that I'm in love with. Who are you guys shouting out? Ryloth Relics. Beautiful 332nd coin that they just put out. Go order. Yes. Nice. Uh, was it Instaslin that did the fan yeah, art Yeah, Steven Lin. Yeah, yeah, one more time. That was yes. awesome. I just saved that love to my that. Uh, computer just now. <laughs> yep. Thanks, yeah. man. We'll get that posted up after the show drops so you guys can see what Steve did and uh, did a really great job. I can't wait to get that on some merch. That, that's really good artwork, man. That's really cool. Love it. So that's what it's all about. Star Wars Friends, this community that we're building. It's really fun, and I'm happy to be a part of it and you know, hanging out with people. So this is what it's all about, and I couldn't be happier during these really weird times in the world right now. So thank you again to everyone for listening, and here we go with our usual ending of the show. May the force be with you. Always. Later, guys. Take care. Hey, friends. Don't forget to subscribe to the Star Wars Friends podcast and leave an awesome review on whichever podcast app you're listening on. 
Catch up on past episodes, fun interviews, and more at StarWarsFriends.com. Connect with the Star Wars Friends on social media at SW Friends Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Email the show at show at StarWarsFriends.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, may the Force be with you.